0: It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Council considering legal action over homeless families being sent to Luton, man jailed for sex offences at Aylesbury Swimming Pool and protesters backing Milton Keynes Community Building.
1: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: Luton Borough Council is considering legal action over the number of homeless families from London being sent to the town. They say some London boroughs are breaching local overcrowding standards and they'll take them to court over it. It comes as a BBC investigation reveals more than one 100 households have arrived in the area. More from Carol Abercrombie.
2: At least 13 London boroughs have been transferring families to Luton because of a shortage of affordable properties inside the M25. Luton says the numbers are putting pressure on already stretched local services. Councillor Tom Shaw says they've complained to Waltham Forest about 57 families being placed in one housing block in the town. Waltham Forest said it's offering support to the families.
0: A Luton man who sexually assaulted teenage girls at a public swimming pool in Aylesbury has been jailed. Anthony Crawford from Blenheim Crescent was given a 30-month sentence and placed on the Sex Offenders Register indefinitely. Jessica Cooper reports.
3: The 40-year-old sexually assaulted two teenage girls in the changing area at Aquavale Swimming Pool in February. He was arrested in April, days after another offence, when he'd looked under a changing room cubicle at a 19-year-old woman getting changed. Everyone Active, which runs the pool, says it has an extensive child safeguarding policy and staff undergo safeguarding training.
0: The Home Secretary, Theresa May, is to call on the police to do more to increase the ethnic diversity of their workforce. She will tell the National Black Police Association that none of the 43 forces are representative of the communities they serve. Relatives of the ten people who died in Glasgow two years ago when a police helicopter crashed onto a bar say the final report into the tragedy leaves many questions unanswered. Air accident investigators have briefed the families in advance of official publication of their report tomorrow. Protesters gathered outside Milton Keynes Council last night with a 4,000 strong petition handed to councillors in support of community groups staying at the Buzzy, the former bus station building. Make a Difference, which runs community services there, say they're being forced to leave after losing income from the adjacent car park. It's due to be discussed at next month's full council meeting. The new Bond movie, Spectre, filmed at Pinewood in Buckinghamshire, was screened for journalists in London last night ahead of its official release on Monday. There were mixed reviews. Boyd Hilton was one of the journalists invited.
4: I thought it really worked at delivering what you want from a Bond film, really all the different elements, you know, car chases and spectacular set pieces and the kind of interaction he has with women, you know, and cars and gadgets, all of that stuff, you know. It just feels like a film made by Bond fans for Bond
0: fans. In sport, England's cricketers start the second test against Pakistan in Dubai this morning. Play starts at 7 o'clock our time. And the weather, a cloudy start with some rain, but improving sunny spells this afternoon. A maximum temperature 14 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news in sport online at bbc.co.uk 3 counties.
5: I'm a born and I go boop, bim, bim, boop, bim, bim, yeah! If I don't start crying, it's because that I have got no eyes. My father's in the fireplace, and my dog lies
1: there, and relax the perfect music for your afternoon. Every song has a memory. Music to make lunch too.
6: FM, AM, online and digital radio.
1: This is David Preva
6: on BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: No matter how long it takes And I've been living high and free love It's time for me to try another way I think I'll send her a postcard So she can meet my plane I don't know what I'll say to her I've caused her so much pain Houston,
8: I'm coming to see you Houston, has it really been that long?
7: I know I've been away But I'm just calling to tell you I'm leaving today Sitting here in San Francisco Lord, I'm trying to get more pain, You know it's good to hear your voice again Say the words I like to hear you say Now I'm trying to read your letter
9: show hasn't even started yet we've already blown your minds with arthur lee and love and a little bit of glenn campbell oh glenn's not very well he's uh, um, no 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 stop
10: throwing the curse around no
9: i think i I, I don't think um i don't think our curse is going to hasten what is already already rapidly approaching for mr campbell unfortunately unfortunately there i've been reading reports online very sad very sad Morning. Busy show this morning. Um, so when have you cheated death? We're carrying that over from yesterday. Oh, what have you blocked? What have you blocked? Yes, yes, that's Across what we're doing. Beds, that's hearts it. And bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Let me do this... Let me do this and then we'll do crack it. on with what have you blocked. So someone, I think it was Susie on Twitter, came up with this one. It's a corker. But before that, Luton Borough Council is considering legal action against a number of London authorities sending their homeless to the town. It comes as a BBC investigation reveals more than 100 families have been moved to Luton from the capital. Well, our reporter, Matt Priesty has been investigating this and he joins me now. Morning, Matt. What's going on? Uh-huh. Hello Ian. Well, we
11: lodged a series of Freedom of Information Act requests to at least 30 and at least 13 London boroughs have been transferring families to temporary or permanent accommodation to Luton because they're running out of affordable properties that they can procure. Uh, they've all, they're have all they seeing rising demand because of the increasing numbers of people presenting themselves as homeless and that's being blamed on rising rents within the capital and in many cases changes to the welfare system. Um, the London boroughs sending homeless families to Luton in recent years include Harrow, Hackney and Enfield but the councils sending the most are Waltham Forest and Barnet and who sent more than 100 between them in the last year.
9: What kind of places in Luton are these people being sent?
11: So, they're, they're being sent all over, Ian. Uh, the London boroughs usually use letting agencies who will then source suitable properties across Luton. Uh, but there's one converted office block in the Cardiff Road near the town centre where around 57 households have been sent by Waltham Forest. Now this comprises mainly of one bedroom flats with a few larger flats and it was recently converted and, uh, and it's been decorated to a good standard. Uh, we went along and we found that it's almost entirely filled with families from places like Walthamstow and Layton. Um, we met Nicola, who has four young children, and she shares a one-bedroom flat with them. Uh, the two eldest share a double bed. Uh, the other two are in cots, so and Nicola sleeps in a sofa bed. Uh, she was made homeless when her landlady died, and she arrived in Luton from Leyton on June the twelfth.
12: Well, of course, it's not nice at all because, like, I have none of my family and friends around me. Like, this place is unknown to me. I don't know the environment well at all. I think it's ridiculous. I think, like, they can't just move people out of their hometown.
9: What is Borough Council saying about this?
11: Uh, they're angry at this situation because it's adding pressure to an already overheated rental market locally. They say Luton itself is in the grip of a housing crisis. Uh, they say these homeless families are arriving and they have to be provided with services at the expense of local council taxpayers. The London boroughs discharge their responsibility for the housing side of things, but Luton has to look ev- look after everything else, especially if these families have got you know complex needs. Uh, the children are sometimes presenting themselves at local schools in the town centre which are already oversubscribed. So the council then has to find them places elsewhere, uh, further afield, and provide the transport. I mean, at Cardiff Road, I saw taxis and a minibus picking kids up to take them to school. Uh, Nicola, who we just heard from now, has to take all her children, uh, and walk thirty-five minutes to a school four times a day. I mean, I accompanied her, and it's a difficult walk which she does in all weathers, having to cross lots of roads with a double buggy uh, and two young children walking beside her. And it was pouring with rain when when I walked with her. Um, now, well, that's being a parent. That's though. being
9: a parent, though, isn't it? You know, we, we, the parents have to walk long distances to school sometimes. I mean, it's not ideal. Absolutely.
11: But, but I, I tell you what, Ian, she, Nicola was working was walking ten minutes. Uh, to school in her previous uh, yeah. address in, in Leyton, And think about it, you know, she's got twins under the age yeah, of yeah. one. She's got a five-year-old and she's got a four-year-old. And, I, you know, I walked with her and she, you know, it, it, was, a, it was a pretty long distance to to walk with, well, you know, four kids under the well, age of tricky, five. Oh, it's but that's that's being a parent. Yep, I, I guess so, I guess so. But it, it, it was pretty tough for her. I mean, also, bear in mind that she is living in a one-bedroom flat with oh, four yeah, that's children. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so it, it's pretty tough for it. I mean, I, I mean, the portfolio for housing in Luton, uh, uh, Luton Council, Tom Shaw, he's calling on the London boroughs to stop sending their homeless to the town, and he says he'll go to the courts. Uh, one way they'll do it is by seeking to prosecute London boroughs if they're breaching the local rules on overcrowding.
13: Our only option now is, we will not hesitate when we find a London borough statutory overcrowding by our rules taking action against him in court. And I think that's the only way what's going to stop it.
11: Uh,
9: what's Waltham Forest's response?
11: Well, they're not putting anybody up for interview, but they emailed a statement uh, from their Labour cabinet member for housing, Kevin Limbergy. Uh, He told us that rocketing prices in the private rented sector, government cuts and benefit caps and other changes to the welfare system and the lack of housing availability has resulted in their residents being priced out of the market uh, and the number of households in the borough rising rapidly. Uh, The number of households in temporary accommodation in Waltham Forest currently stands at over 2,000. He said they are notifying Luton Borough Council ahead of families being offered temporary accommodation there uh, and they're offering additional support to the families Uh, what's interesting is that some of the London councils aren't telling Luton they're sending families uh, as they're required to do so by law, the 96 Housing Act, uh, which means LBC don't really know the full extent of the problem
9: Um, Okay, Matt uh, thank you very much for that, Uh, later on we'll be speaking to Tom Shaw who's head of housing in Luton and some of the people living in these flats
6: Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs.
1: BBC Three Counties Radio. It's
14: quiet so far this morning. On the M1 though, no, there's roadworks in both directions between Junction 12 for Flittig and 11 for Dunstable. It's got very busy there yesterday, so it's expected to be busy again and... Also, it um, could be very busy on the North Orbital Road in St Albans. There's a lane close there in each direction between the Park Street roundabout and the London Coney roundabout. But it's quiet so far this morning. On the A40 in West Wickham, there's roadworks at the junction for Old Oxford Road. So expect queues there. And also on Beaconsfield Road in Farnham Common, there's temporary traffic lights at Barn Close. Farnham Common!
15: I used to live in Farnham Common! I used to live in Farnham Common! I, I used to live in Farnham
9: Between the ages <laughs> of uh, 11 and about, let's say 19 for um, legal reasons, I used to live in Farnham Common. I used to live at number three Forge Drive, Sammy. You can, Tell us the oh, Farnham Common. But f- again, we never um, got I'm mentioned on the radio. Okay, tell okay, us again. Okay. Go, 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 go. Okay, go. in
14: Farnham Common, yes. Beckhamsfield Road, there's I some know. temporary traffic lights at the junction from Barn Close. So I don't like, know. like, across lakes through. I know, I'm looking for the now. I you don't know, know Barn Road
9: Close. Now. Forge but Drive is, is what you want. Forge, Forge Drive. Drive. I it might be just. Where? I
14: can see the Drifters RFC.
9: The the drifters it's quiet, no, it's, the drifters no the there, drifters right. are from America Sammy I think I think you've uh, I think you may have got this right Anyway excellent thank you very much indeed <laughs> Farnham Common Catherine, on the radio I don't even know where that is It's on the very cusp of Buckinghamshire some may say Berkshire not I not I 616 it's uh obvious. there's a 22nd of October I mean Lee these are your headlines on BBC through East Counties Radio Luton Borough Council is considering legal action over the number of homeless families from London being sent to the town a Luton man who sexually assaulted teenage girls at a public swimming pool in Aylesbury has been jailed and protesters gathered outside Milton Keynes' council last night with a 4,000-strong petition handed over in support of community groups staying at the Buzz Z, the former bus station building.
1: Every weekday from three.
9: It's not just about what we bring you.
1: Starting off on the M25, it's
10: particularly heavy-moving anti
16: clockwise It's also about what you bring us. In the end, I could only
17: eat off my ironing board.
16: Your stories.
17: Every room in the house was just... Or was climbing over mountains of rubbish.
8: Your humour.
17: There's a reason why you earn the big bucks, you see. That sort of insightful comment is exactly right.
11: Your opinions. Well,
17: the culture's got to change because the police can't do it and so the, uh, the traffic wardens are so busy, so the
4: culture has to change. I think parents do change into uh, different human beings when they are picking their kids up.
1: Roberto Peroni.
11: And everyone across Beds, Hearts and Bucks.
1: Weekdays from 3 on BBC Three Counties Radio.
18: In the river with a saturated liver and a wish I could forgive her But I do believe she meant it when she told me to forget it And I bet you will forget it when you find me in the morning Wet and drown And the wood gets round I'm going down I'm going down I'm coming up for every pretty stuff under there I'd like to say I didn't care but I forgot to leave a note And it's the hot day afloat. floating, soaking wet without a boat And I knew I should have taken off my shoes It's front page news Going down No!
1: your afternoon. The, window, back, 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 back... the music you want for your afternoon.
8: One of them came up against me, I couldn't touch it, I was shocked.
19: I think it's just gone politically correct.
9: Morning, guys. Morning, Kelly. Great to have you back with us today. Thanks, player. Thank you. No, no. Thank you, player. Thanks, player. No. Oh. No. Thank you, player. No.
20: Welcome.
9: Crying out loud, woman! What's your problem today? Taken. Right on my nerves.
20: um, You're welcome. Should
9: turn her microphone off. What has gotten into her today? How dare she speak back to me like that? Outrageous. Outrageous. Give her one more chance. You're a plum. Oh. Go. Thank you very much indeed. It's a pre
21: <clears throat>
9: Now, a looter man has been jailed for 30 months, three zero months, and placed on the sex offenders' register after sexually assaulting teenage girls at a public swimming pool. Anthony Crawford assaulted two girls in the changing area at Aqua Vale Swimming Pool and looked under a cubicle whilst a 19-year-old woman was getting changed. Catherine, uh, tell us what happened in this case please.
10: Anthony Crawford is 14, he's from Blenheim Crescent in Luton. On the 7th of February he assaulted two girls in the changing area as you said at Aqua Vale Swimming Pool he was arrested on the 8th of April, um, just a few days after he'd committed another offence at the same pool. This time he looked under the uh, changing cubicle while this woman was getting changed. So yeah. Yesterday he was sentenced to 30 months' imprisonment, put on the sex offenders register indefinitely and given a sexual harm and prevention order.
9: Have the people from the pool said anything?
10: Well, we did approach them. They're, they're called Everyone Active and they sent us a right. statement. It says that we take child safeguarding extremely seriously and will remain vigilant at all times. We have an extensive child safeguarding policy and our colleagues undergo safeguarding training.
9: Um, are there any systems in place to try and reduce these types of crimes? at Because you can't have cameras in the in the changing no. rooms, can you? you Apparently can't
10: that. The, there's got a, this scheme called Leisure Watch, which all about training people who work in these places to know what to look for and how to report concerns. What they're trying to do is to train more staff who work in public places, you know, the pools like this, but shopping centres, bus stations, libraries, to stop certain behaviour before it becomes a crime. They say, for example, if they spot a man who always comes to watch school swimming... ..they would approach him and just say in a friendly way that they've noticed he's here every week and remind him when the adult swimming sessions are. They say by explaining that he's been noticed, the person usually stays away.
9: Well, that sounds um, completely ineffective and would have had no impact in mm. this case whatsoever. That's, um, and a leisure watch. I mean, that's, that's not exactly the most appropriate, um, considering what this gentleman was found guilty of. Um, all right, well, in the next hour, well, I'm mean, a very serious story. In the next hour, we'll be speaking to a child protection group in Milton Keynes about the difficulties trying to protect children at swimming pools that, no, no.
10: I mean how do you spot who's a dad and I who's mean, just a, a dodgy old fella
9: I, 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 I don't, I, I'm worried just the way that's phrased yeah. about the difficulties trying to protect children at swimming, pool, swimming pools that, that just sounds like we're, we're stirring it a little bit mm. and, we, and yeah this bloke's a dodge pot and um, there are a few dodge pots out there but generally kids are safe at swimming pools oh, let's see what I have to say I'm worried that we're, we're stirring the pot thicker than it need be <laughs>
1: This is Ian Lee.
9: On BBC Three Counties
6: Radio. So yesterday...
9: Normally I... Uh, these microphones are utter pony. Normally I argue with um, idiots on Twitter. Yes, I was just blocking them. Blocking, blocking, blocking. Wonderful. The uh, the sense of relief that it gave me was awesomeness. Um, and then um, Susie on Twitter, and it's very rarely I credit somebody, but you know what, I'm, I'm feeling kind today, said, uh, tomorrow's phone, in. what have you blocked?
10: Beautiful.
9: Did you say that before you blocked her? Um, yeah, she, she, I'm, going, I'm going to block her now. So 03459 455 555 is the telephone number. And it can be a toilet. It can be... Um, well, there's a story in the papers today. They're trying to name and shame. I have to ride the fader every time I speak because the, my microphone... It doesn't matter. Um, uh, of uh, a driver who blocked a road. It, there's been a couple of stories of people, um, cars blocking each other. So, well, I was here first. You reverse. No, you reverse. There's a very funny film starring... Bruce Forsyth
10: no no
9: Bruce I'm sure that
10: phrase doesn't work
9: I'm sure it's Bruce I'm sure I've got this right guys someone will remind me there's a film starring Bruce Forsyth and Bernard Cribbins it's the seven deadly sins right and it's seven little little lazies little scenes vignette there we go Uh, and one of them is Bruce Forsyth and Bernard Cribbins and it's um, stubbornness is that a sin yeah sure why not and they're down a road, right? Is it Pride? They're a long Pride. Pride. They're on a long road. You have seen it, Kels? Bernard Cribbins and Bruce Forsyth in the movie. No, sounds like
10: the sort of thing you like.
9: They're in a road, right? Long road, right? And one's got a Bentley. F- Forsyth has got a Bentley. Yeah. Cribbins has got like a little, little, little horrible little car. And they get out and they say, "Well, you need to reverse." No, 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 Gov, no, you need to reverse. I've got a good game, you need to reverse. I'm, I'm further up this road than you are. The laws of the road are you've got to reverse, you dirty old man. Harold! Uh, no, I ain't got to reverse. Anyway, so then they call out... Um, one of them's got the RAC and one of them's got the AA, and they come out, and one scene is posh and the other. the posh owner.
10: one is going to be the RAC. Yeah, yeah,
9: yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they measure the road, and it turns out that Bernard... Spoiler alert... Bernard Cribbins is one yard further up the road, so Bruce Forsyth has to. Of course, he does. I couldn't let him push I'm the sure went. that's. I'm sure I, 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 I. couldn't have had a dream as intricate as that, could I? Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double five, five, five. Anyway, there's loads of stories like this. There's one in the paper today of um, um, this guy who was having an argument with, I think, a bus in a in a <laughs> uh, in a tunnel, and um, about reversing. And then there's an ambulance behind him, and, he, and the ambulance says, "Look, mate, could, we've got someone who's dying in the back. Could you?" Um, <sighs> Could you move on? And I don't. Really, I didn't really know how the story ended.
10: It does tend to be men that do this. But you remember my uh, problem in the posh supermarket car park with Cowbag.
9: Yeah. You tried
10: to force me
22: round the wrong oh, way? Oh, I
10: think
9: women. I think women.
10: Are... She was. I, that was more shocking because it was a woman.
9: No, I think women are more aggressive behind she the was wheel. No, no, no. Unbelievable. I think they're, they're as aggressive. No, they're more aggressive. Because I had had a terrible run-in with this. Um, with this woman, when I was I was doing a right turn in a lane where you could go straight on or do a right turn. You, you, she didn't. She thought I was cutting her up. I wasn't cutting her up. I was doing the right turn in a lane. I Was out allowed to? Got very very sweary, very very quickly. Was it, was it me? It it but it, possibly it, 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 it wasn't you actually no, but it was. Uh... Travel news for beds, hearts and
6: bugs.
1: BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1 southbound
14: in Borenwood, from the Holiday and towards the Stirling Corner, it's starting to get busy. And also nearby in Brickett Wood on the North Orbital Road, the M25 Junction 21A roundabout is starting to build up too. They reported to problems on the M25 or the M1 though, and it's looking fine at the moment through the roadworks between Junction 12 for Flittig and 11 for Dunstable. In Brackley though, on the A43, that's been blocked southbound because of an accident between the at the Westbury roundabout, which is causing delays along the A43, and it's shed its load too, so that's adding to the problems by the Buckingham Road, industrial estate
1: samantha Bruff, bbc three counties radio
6: across beds hearts and bugs
1: this is bbc three counties radio
0: It's 6.30. I'm Simon Oxley. Luton Borough Council is considering legal action over the number of homeless families from London being sent to the town. A Luton man who sexually assaulted teenage girls at a public swimming pool in Aylesbury has been jailed. The Home Secretary, Theresa May, is to call on the police to do more to increase the ethnic diversity of their workforce. And protesters gathered outside Milton Keynes Council last night with a 4,000-strong petition handed to councillors in support of community groups staying at the Buzzy, the former bus station England's cricketers start the second test against Pakistan in Dubai this morning. Play starts at 7 o'clock our time. England will check on the fitness of all-rounder Ben Stokes. In football, in last night's Champions League matches, Manchester City scored a stoppage-time winner to beat Sevilla 2-1, whilst Manchester United drew one all the way to CSKA Moscow. City manager Manuel Pellegrini was delighted with Kevin De Bruyne's late strike. I think it's very important
2: for him. Uh, We tried to make uh, some change because we are not arriving to the We are not creating chances, that's why we put Kevin in front with, uh, with Yaya. Fortunately, we create that, uh, that play that finishes with, uh, with the goal.
0: In the Europa League tonight, Liverpool play their first home match under new manager Jurgen Klopp as they host Ruben Kazan. Tottenham are away to Anderlecht. Keynes Dons are down to 20th in the Championship after Brentford won at Wolves last night and Leeds drew at Fulham. Luton Borough Council have welcomed Luton Town's plans to develop land at Junction 10 of the M1 to finance a new stadium elsewhere in the town. Labour's deputy leader on the council, Sean Timoney, told BBC Three Counties that the stadium itself would not be at Junction 10 but wouldn't reveal the possible sites for relocation
23: that would be down to the club and I know that they've got a couple of options that they're currently looking at um, but it wouldn't be on the Junction 10 site, it wouldn't be for me to say well I think they should go here, I think they should go there Yeah, but you must have had a
9: conversation with them, I mean you're all working together, yeah. you must know yeah. what they're thinking
23: yeah, I do. I, I know that they're looking at various sites and it wouldn't be right of me to name them.
0: And in boxing, Hatfield's Billy Joe Saunders appears at a London press conference today with Ireland's Andy Lee ahead of their world middleweight title fight in Manchester in December. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, the next full bulletin at seven. <laughs>
5: Your name in this whole damn town And every bar, they know you drink should I think? I turn around and look And you gaze gazing do the wick I am I'd feel happy With the woman like you But you walked on my pride And my manhood too I don't know too much But one thing I know A man stuck on you Real intention Did you want a man in love Or someone to prop and carry you up To a higher status But the matter of fact is That your detachment will bring you further down And now you're all used up Don't bother coming around Cause you keep using me Me through. I keep thinking to myself, what's wrong with you? Ain't needed not to have a man for a lover and a friend. Tam up and leave when his money's spent. Well, you just like a lot of sitting in a dance. You take the strong spirit.
9: So, what have you blocked? Your near-death experiences? I don't feel, don't feel the show is, um... kind of, um... It's not, it's not kind of... You know, it's not, lifted, it's off not lifted off yet. It's not lifted off yet. We're kind of bumping along the ground, and I can see we're on that um, uh, runway in Hong Kong that's... Hang um, hang on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Here we go, pocket instruments. Yes. The harmonica fits mm-hmm. in a pocket. Nice and easy. The stylophone. The stylophone um, it, he didn't invent it, but he promoted it. So we can still... Okay, which um, um, which classic hit... I'm going to say top ten, because I don't know if it was a number one or not. I think it was. Which I think I told you this the other day, yeah. didn't I? Oh, let's see if Kelly remembers. Kelly. Hang on. Uh, sorry? Yeah? Hello. 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 Which classic hit features... A stylophone. A stylophone. Is it the Who? Carry on. Okay.
20: Is it the King?
9: Well, you, you 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 said the Who. You're gonna. Beach. No. Monkeys. No. Is it the Beach Monkeys? No, no, no. It's. it's I think it's this one. Hang on. Boy. Hang on a minute. I think it's this guy.
20: That's ba- Bowie. David Bowie. Yeah, do, are you? David okay, Bowie. Catherine's
9: <laughs> mouthing it to you. Okay. Catherine's mouthing David Bowie. Right. she's okay. not. Um, here we go. Let's, let's get to the um Is it here, this one?
2: Here,
8: here, listen. listen.
15: that's that's a
9: stylophone.
8: And then there's there's a, there's a, a solo, isn't there? Engine,
20: yeah, try does find he the die in this
15: song? <laughs> spinning here goes, here goes, in space. It comes it
9: comes to the s down on the ground,
15: control to Davy Jones.
9: Your name David Jones, of course, had to change it because of the monkeys. Thank you very much indeed. There we go. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Oh, for no, shut
10: up. You don't have to Go on. Hang
9: on. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. It's guitar. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Here we go. Ladies and mm-hmm. gentlemen, on the stylophone, mm-hmm. would you welcome Mr. David Jones? He set it to vibrato. Multi-layered to sound like strings. There you go, you nice, see. Nice, isn't
10: it? It's actually quite nice.
9: Oh, oh. David! <laughs> oh, David! Well, it was the 70s, and, and anything went in the 70s, including and, David Boeth and, and his wife, as I, I thought he was What I've heard is correct. So he Anyway, so um, uh, pocket instruments, we've got the stylophone, we've got the harmonica, we've got the, oh, if you had a big pocket, you know the Maharishi trousers, mm. you could fit in one of those, um, Piccolo. No, no well, Piccolo. Um, Penny whistle. No, the key, the, harmon- the keyboard ones, it's got a keyboard oh, the- and you blind it. Ooh. Oh,
10: what was that called?
9: A symphonium, a s- no, that's a bit, you wouldn't fit that in a pocket, blimey. Um, harmonium. Harmonium, was it a harmonium, what's the thing called, Mark? It's got a keyboard on it, but you blow into it. Uh, It's too early for that, Ian. Okay, well, never too early to. (laughs) We'll end up there.
24: What you got for us, Mark? Uh, uh, Things you blocked up. Well, my dad technically did it. He blocked my nose up with a uh, pee.
9: Oh, Oh. Dad, that is—that—that's actual abuse. You could take him to the European Court of Human Rights and get thousands.
24: uh, Well, I was basically I want to eat my dinner, so. uh, He took one of the peas off the plate, put me in a headlock, and pushed the pea up my nose. Interesting technique. (laughs) And a year and a half later, I was in the garden on my motorbike, and uh, what do you call it, sneezed, and I had a blocked nostril for a year and a half, sneezed, and the pea come out. What?
9: Right, hang on a second. How old were you when he shoved a pea up your nose?
24: About eight years old.
9: Right, so that means at nine and a half you had a motorbike?
24: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, like a, an engine
9: oh. motorbike or a brum,
24: brum, brum. 100, 100cc Honda XL, mate? Yeah. And nine and a half years old? <laughs> yeah, I don't Is your like, yeah. Is your dad Evil Knievel or Eddie Kidd? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you need a bike, mate. Everybody has to have a bike. Not nine <laughs> and a half year olds? You weren't driving it around yeah. uh, Dunstable, were you? No, no, three and a half acres of land he had. So oh, was all right. just,
9: just beautiful.
24: alright. Catherine,
9: you, you've used some, you've employed some unusual parenting techniques. Shoving food up your daughter's noses to make them eat.
10: Not one I've tried before. I've removed beads from uh, my daughter's yeah. nose. She said she was yeah. just sniffing it to see what it smelt like.
9: The, that, <laughs> the, the relief um, when you came, uh, you, uh, you no, the relief when it came out of your nose must have been oh, boy, incredible.
24: Yeah, because I had a horrible taste in my mouth, obviously, for a year and a half, obviously, because my nose was blocked. I kept saying to him, I'm same wrong here because it's stuck." No, 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 you're all right, and he still denies it to this day. I still tell him, he still won't have it, do you know what I mean? Did none of you, did you not think, like, the two days after, yeah, you've um,
9: got a mouldy pee in your nose, and did you not think, um, i got a It was
24: hard when it come out. Oh, I bet it was. Yeah, you know when it goes up, you know, like, when you leave peas and they shrivel up? <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you one other thing he did to me. He hung a dead pheasant by my school tie, up on my lampshade, top and then when I come home from school he said, oh, I'd a it for you in your bedroom. I run in, run down the hallway, open the bedroom doors, and your bedroom was downstairs and there's a dead pheasant hanging off the light. <laughs>
9: and how did that make you feel as a person?
24: Was your, was your dad a cat. Yeah. What's he
10: what's he doing, bringing you <laughs> dead birds?
24: because oh, he hit him driving home in the car, you know. Yeah,
9: that'll <laughs> teach him. Mark, you've you've made us all feel very blessed that um, whatever we went through in our childhood, it was not as bad. But as But he that. did
2: have a motorbike.
9: Thank you, Mark. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the that. Lord That's give us. Cool. Phil says the car sketch was Ronnie Barker and Corbett. No, 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 no. That was when I. Th- now you've reminded me. They did that sketch on. I guess it was that was the week that was, or maybe at last the nineteen forty eight show. This was in the, this was in a movie with Bruce Forsyth. And Ronnie Cole, uh, 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 Bernard Cribbins, right? Said Fred. Right. So uh, we were talking about near-death experiences mm. yesterday. Have you ever cheated death? We sent Dely out on the streets. We didn't have a chance to play it yesterday. Well, this is what he came up with.
22: Taking it to the streets, to the streets with J Dog. Hashtag
25: Death Cheats. Boss, you claim that you've cheated death. What happened? Well, I fell off monkey bars and you know, broke my wrist for two days before a holiday. Uh, um, I mean, breaking your wrist is not really cheating death, mate. Ian last night was in, a, in his bathroom and his shower door exploded. So, do you feel a bit silly now with your answer? A bit, yeah. Yeah, all right, mate. Let's leave it there. Thanks very much. Hi. Hello. Have you ever cheated death? Um, no. Madam, you've had a near-death experience. You've cheated death. What happened?
12: I had a car accident. Nearly died. i had major head injury in that.
25: So, how long were you in hospital for?
12: Months about three months in total.
25: So when you woke up in the hospital, tell us what happened then, because you must have thought, where the hell am I, what's going on? I didn't
12: remember anything about the accident at all. Not a single thing. No, uh, literally, literally three, three months, of months of my life, it, it just disappeared. disappeared. How, how has your, your
25: life changed? You as a person, how different are you now that you've had a near-death experience? I don't, I don't
26: think, think I'm, I'm the,
21: the same person, person at all. For a few, few years, years afterwards, afterwards, I was, I was nervous, nervous about getting in a car, and, it was, you know, and it was, you know,
12: I just I didn't feel the same again afterwards.
25: Uh, you, look you look healthy, healthy now,
9: yeah. anyway. Yours. Oh, oh, you seriously good. you look very healthy. I'll leave you to it to you. Thanks so much. Thank you. Wowzers! Wowzers! I mean, oh, oh, sure I've know. cheated death. Oh, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> this is the story. Okay, a melodica.
10: Ah, yeah. Okay, here's my story. Yeah, okay. Walking along the side of the road in Nottingham, where I was at university, with a mate of mine. We're messing about, chatting and laughing and stuff. The way you do when you're a teenager. Don't so much when you're in your twenties and thirties. All of a sudden, he thinks it's hilarious to push me into this wall. Just as a car came sweeping off the road and ploughed right into a tree next to us where we would have been if we hadn't been messing about. That, my friends.
9: She's cheating death. Yeah, as predicted, as disappointing as I know it would be. That's not this You've been bigging that up for 22 hours. <laughs> we went for breakfast after the show, the four of us. And she's going, tell us, you no, I'll tell you tomorrow. Go on, tell us. I bet it's rubbish. No, I'll tell you tomorrow. It was rubbish. He
10: said, I'll ask you twice more and you'll tell me. And I didn't.
9: Um... Are we allowed to call it the Jew's well, Harp anymore? I was
10: going to suggest that, but I don't think we are allowed to call it that well, anymore, go- even the, though everyone knows what it is. The jaw
9: Harp. I've Googled Jew's Harp to see if it's uh, if it's offensive. I don't think it is. I don't think... Why is it called that, though? Um, the Jew's Harp, also known as the jaw Harp, Mouth Harp, Ozark Harp or Trump. A what? Um, um, you put
10: it in your mouth and twang it, don't you?
9: No, because, because, because... Um... Um... um Jews played it. That's there we go. So it's, it's, it's perfectly acceptable, I believe. So you call it the Jews up. Okay, that's another one. Yeah you go. But it's, it's to do with you go have your mouth open. What famous here we go, Kelly. What hang famous hang on. I'm not gonna hang on.
20: Sorry, I was talking to Justin. Again.
15: What famous rock song starts
9: with the Jews Harp. It's a very, very famous rock song. Uh, and it starts, it's it's by one of the biggest rock bands of all time. And it starts with... Well, it starts with... Is, is it that? Well, I don't know what that is. Get, get... that. What's that? Just say <laughs> the name, save time and just say the name of the song.
10: Walk on the Wild Side.
9: No, that's a bass. <laughs> they
15: might <laughs> be twanging
10: underneath it, you can't hear it.
9: Doom <laughs> dom, only song we're allowed to play on the BBC that's about Yeah, repeatedly uh, I'll tell you what, I'll reveal it after we get this word from our sponsors
6: Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
1: BBC Three Counties Radio Busy in Hemel Hempstead on the A41
14: southbound from the Hemel Hempstead turn off towards the M25 Junction 20 for King's Langley. It's reported to be unusually busy for this time of morning. On the A1 southbound, there are queues from the Holiday Inn towards the Stirling Corner. And in St Albans on the North Orbital Road, there are roadworks between the Park Street roundabout and the London Coney roundabout with a lane closed each way. So expect it to get busy there later on this morning. A bit further away on the A43 southbound in Brackley, the Westbury roundabout has been closed because of an accident and the lorry shed its load of timber. Some The Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio.
25: Thank you, Sammy.
9: 6.46, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton Borough Council is considering legal action over the number of homeless families from London being sent to the town. A Luton man who sexually assaulted teenage girls at a public school in Aylesbury has been jailed. And protesters gathered outside Milton Keynes Council last night with a 4,000-strong petition handed over in support of community groups staying at the buzzy.
27: Hello, a very good morning to you. Well, today's going to be a nicer day than we saw yesterday. It's a fairly grey but a mild start. Uh, really quite dull this morning. Lots of thick cloud around and we may well see a few outbreaks of light patchy rain on and off through the course of the rush hour and uh, possibly into the late morning as well. And then it will clear to leave us with a dry, bright afternoon with some spells of sunshine developing as well. So not turning into a bad day at all for this time of year. There's also a fairly brisk northwesterly wind. We're looking at top afternoon temperatures of around 13 or 14 degrees. It's not actually much different to the temperatures that we've got at the moment to be honest. Um, overnight tonight it's going to be mild, it will be dry, lots of thick cloud around um, the cloud thickening once more, lows of around 9 or 10 degrees and then into tomorrow a rather dull grey day. We might just see a few spots of rain from the thickness of the cloud but otherwise it will stay dry. The weekend's a bit more interesting. Uh, on Saturday afternoon we're going to get some outbreaks of rain, some of bit quite heavy, quite a chilly night on Saturday into Sunday and then Sunday dry and bright, the nicer day of the weekend with some sunshine around and don't forget that the clocks go back on Saturday night. So it's an extra hour in bed. Nice. That's the forecast.
16: Thank you, Elizabeth! Three counties sport. This Saturday will bring you another four live games. In the Premier League, Watford travel to Stoke.
15: And on Adi won't get an easier chance in all his career.
6: MK Dons go to QPR in the Championship.
15: And Simon Church gets the second goal for MK Dons.
6: And in League Two, Luton host Plymouth.
0: Marriott takes advantage of the deflection as it was driven in by Bot.
6: And Stevenage heads to Northampton.
0: Stevenage have got an equaliser. It's Williams who's got it.
16: Three. Counties County Sport Saturday from 2 here on
9: BBC Three Counties Radio Any ideas players Oh yeah
8: I forgot
9: Oh you're supposed to be thinking um, do about it
20: Again I oh, know I was always
15: Do it
9: again <laughs> Is it Is it <laughs> Is, it... <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, no, Is it
10: something a... <laughs> happening here that one
9: no, it starts with the the, the jaw harp.
15: Who's it
9: by? Then it goes into the vocals. I was doing uh jaw harp, drums and guitar there.
20: So talented.
9: So ask ask me that again. The one
20: man mouth band. I I'll if I say who's it by, you're going to say yes. you. No, ask me the question. Who's it by?
9: Yes.
15: It's by Yes. No. Um, who? Yes. yes. The who. The who? How are you doing that? Just your mouth.
8: <laughs>
9: Kinks. They're such an odd band, The Who. They're so inconsistent. But some of their 70s singles, this and Relay, Relay's an odd, like an odd flop, but man. It's, a
8: the song.
9: it's got loads of wah wah. In fact, we're, tomorrow we're playing Relay by The Who.
10: it sounds like it's building to something it never yeah. quite gets yeah, there. That, that,
9: it? That's, a, that's a lot of their stuff does i like the build though you can really hear that jaws heart there Message in Subliminal messaging there as well. Subliminal messaging there. I've got my eye on the ball, we've got 30 seconds, and then we're going to play this week's BBC Introducing track. If you got a story? Give us a story. Cat got
10: drunk. Pet cat went on a seven-week booze mm. bender in a neighbour's wine cellar Belly and lived to tell... Cat,
9: the cat um, thing.
10: <laughs> lived to tell the tale. Al Aljosha, the Turkish no, Angora Moggy... No, Mogi. it didn't
9: live to tell the tale. It survived. oh
10: I'm I'm Go home, Al Aljosha, you're <laughs> drunk. Got through three bottles of Riesling, lightweight, after smashing them open.
9: Yeah, smashed it. Cat just, smashed it. Just
10: pop the cork. Cat smashed fever.
9: Kelly Betts, this week's BBC introducing track. It's the um, second from last week that we have to play this on the show as you're leaving. Um, so tell us a little bit about um, uh, Elton and Elton hmm? John and their song Cold Love.
20: Um, it's a guy called Ethan, Okay. Not Elton John. Okay, that's disappointing. Oh, I was looking forward Sorry. to it. Sorry. Okay. You okay. know, Elton, if, if we ever did reintroducing, then yeah. we could play Elton John.
9: You've given me a brilliant idea for a feature I'm going to do. Is
20: it called reintroducing? Yes. You're going to play Elton John? Yes, I am. Yes.
9: Yes, I am. Yeah.
26: Oh, darling, it's been on my mind. You pull me. Brave me your way Why do you do this to me? I couldn't give you no more Full of bad intentions This page is on oh, Yeah but You keep me in my place tonight You keep me in a state of mind could I can buy without you. Oh, this is cold love in its prime, and I wish this didn't feel so wise. They did try to read you one more time. Your chill keeps me alive. Oh, this is cold love in its prime, and I wish this didn't feel so wise. They did. Beat you one more time. Oh, your chill keeps me alive. Oh, so alive. So alive. So alive. Yeah. Oh, you bring me down to my knees. How could I forget this? What you did to me, you keep me coming back for more. But you keep me in my place alive. You keep me in a state of mind. Oh, how could I get by without you? Oh, no. this is cold. Love in its prime. And I wish this. Didn't feel so right. They did try to reach you one more time. Your chill keeps me alive. Oh, this is cold love in its mind. And I wish this didn't feel so right. They did try to reach you one more time. Oh, your chill keeps me alive. Oh, so so alive So alive
9: Yeah, BBC reintroducing the acts that you may not remember from back in the day. It's a new one from Elton John. Big in the 70s, the 80s, got a little bit smaller in the 90s. Got big again and then became a dada. Respect to all the gay dads out
26: there.
20: If I
9: wanted to buy that um, pop record, uh, Kelly Betts,
20: how do I do it? Um, eltonjohn.com.
9: Thank you very
21: much,
6: <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
1: BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 clockwise, there's been an accident at
14: Junction 7 for Maple Cross between there and Junction 19 for Watford, but it's been put on the hard shoulder, so it's they're accused but it's very slow. And the A41 southbound from Hemel Hempstead at the Two Waters Road towards the M25 Junction 20 for Kings Langley is busier than usual so at the moment. And on the North Orbs Road at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout, that's also looking very busy. And the A40 London Road, a bit further out in Wheatley, has been blocked eastbound because of an accident at Wheatley Road. Also, the A43 southbound in Breckham, lorry said it's load of timber at the Westbury roundabouts, so that's causing delay southbound by the Buckingham Road Industrial Estate. Smount the breath, BBC, three candies radio. Thank
9: you very much, Sammy!
15: Excellent stuff as
9: always. So busy show coming up. We've got ten-year-old, it's his birthday. Happy birthday, Wilson. He's gonna come in and produce an hour of the show. 8:30. We've got Shoop Shoops, Nagabagga, Wally Wally Wang Dang coming on the show. That was close. And uh, what have you blocked? Local and vocal across beds,
1: hearts and bucks.
6: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: It's seven o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The Headlines Council considers legal action over homeless families sent to Luton, man jailed for sex offences at Aylesbury Swimming Pool, and protests in support of Milton Keynes Community Building. BBC
1: Three Counties Radio.
0: Luton Borough Council is considering legal action over the number of homeless families from London being sent to the town. They say some London boroughs are breaching local overcrowding standards and they'll take them to court over it. It comes as a BBC investigation reveals more than 100 households have arrived in the area. More from Carol Abercrombie.
2: At least 13 London boroughs have been transferring families to Luton because of a shortage of affordable properties inside the M25. Luton says the numbers are putting pressure on already stretched local services Councillor Tom Shaw says they've complained to Waltham Forest about 57 families being placed in one housing block in the town. Waltham Forest said it's offering support to the families.
0: A Luton man who sexually assaulted teenage girls at a public swimming pool in Aylesbury has been jailed. Anthony Crawford from Blenheim Crescent was given a 30-month sentence and placed on the Sex Offenders Register indefinitely. More from Jessica Cooper.
3: The 40-year-old sexually assaulted two teenage girls in the changing area at Aquavale Swimming Pool in February. He was arrested in April, days after another offence, when he'd looked under a changing room cubicle at a 19-year-old woman getting changed. Everyone Active, which runs the pool, says it has an extensive child safeguarding policy and staff undergo safeguarding training.
0: The Home Secretary, Theresa May, is to call on the police to do more to increase the ethnic diversity of their workforce. She will tell the National Black Police Association that none of the 43 forces are representative of the communities they serve. Protesters gathered outside Milton Keynes Council last night with a 4,000-strong petition handed to councillors in support of community groups staying at the Buzzy, the former bus station building. Make a Difference, which runs community services there, say they're being forced to leave after losing income from the adjacent car park. It's due to be discussed at next month's full council meeting. The new Bond movie, Spectre, filmed at Pinewood in Buckinghamshire, was screened for journalists in London last night. Ahead of its official release on Monday, there were mixed reviews... Boyd Hilton, was one of the journalists invited.
4: I felt it really worked at delivering what you want from a Bond film, all the different elements, you know, car chases and spectacular set pieces and the kind of interaction he has with women, you know, and cars and gadgets, all of that stuff, you know. It just feels like a film made by Bond fans for Bond fans.
0: Great British Bake Off winner Nadia Hussain from Luton is coming back to the town next month to switch on the Christmas lights. Nadia says Lutonians were very supportive during the show and she's honoured to be coming back for the switch on on Saturday, November the 28th. In sport, England's cricketers are starting the second test against Pakistan in Dubai. England are unchanged after Ben Stokes was past fit. Pakistan have won the toss and are batting first. The weather, a cloudy start with some rain but improving with sunny spells this afternoon. A maximum temperature 14 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties
9: Morning guys, Ian Lee BBC Three Counties Radio Busy show this morning. What have you blocked? Pocket instruments, near death experience, and Montevideo is coming on the show later on. Wowzers. 459 455 555 is the telephone number.
1: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
6: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
1: This is Ian Lee.
6: On BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh,
9: Luton Council says it's considering legal action against a number of London boroughs who've been dumping people they can't house in the town. More than 100 families have been relocated to Luton, which is dealing with its own housing problems. In the latest move, the Luton borough of Waltham Forest has bought, uh, bought a block of flats on Cardiff Road, so it can move in around 57 families. Among them is Timothy Alexander, who joins me now. Morning, Timothy. Morning in, hello. Yeah, where abouts have you moved from?
28: I moved from Walthamstow to Luton on since the 15th of September.
9: Blimey, uh, that, that that that's quite a distance. How did that come about?
28: Well, um, I was made homeless along with my wife and son, yep, through to through an eviction. Yeah. Um went to the council for support. Yep, and this is where they moved us to Luton. <laughs>
9: And how, how do you do? You get a letter one day, Timothy, and you open it up and it says your your next place of residence will be in Luton.
28: No, no not at all, not at all. Because I'm full time employed by um, Tf Transport for London, so I work for the London Underground. Yeah. Um, it was just a matter of us being served with an eviction notice on one day, going to the council for help, and being put in Luton on the same day. Oh, on the same I mean, day. Okay. Same day. Yeah. Uh, and when get they. Me wrong, it, don't get me wrong, Ian. I'm, I'm grateful for the fact that I have a roof over my head. Yeah. At the same time, it's still a catch-22. Because the point of going to the council is to asking for help because I'm actually in a bad situation. But I'm still in that situation. i being moved so far out.
9: <laughs> um, yes, that, that must be true. Where do you have to get to for work, then?
28: Well will have to get to central London. Yes, yeah, so I can work in any Blimey. one of the... yeah. That's a trek,
9: isn't it? Stations. Yeah, that's a trek. It. Um, it it must have been a shock for you and your family when, uh, you know, you imagine your local council is going to put you up, you know, within, I don't know, five-mile radius or something, uh, and, and then to be to be shifted out to Luton.
28: Well, it is a bit of a shock. I mean, as I said before, I'm grateful that I do have a roof over my head, but at the, the, the same time, it's a cost. You know, now I've been moved less than X amount of miles away from where I work. Yep. Yes, I am in cheaper rent. Yeah. At the same time, now I have to drive to London every single day. I mean, there are people that commute all over the country to get to work, but they can afford it. Yeah, yeah. Even though, yep, yeah, I can't afford it. Hence the reason I went to the council.
9: And who who do you live with? You got we got wife and kids. What's what's the setup there, Timothy?
28: yeah I've got a wife and um a seventeen month old son oh well,
9: fantastic congratulations. Yeah. I was going to ask how the uh, kids yeah. getting on but but you know obviously yeah. they're, they're blissfully unaware of all the changes that are going on it must be exciting actually for the yeah. seventeen <laughs> months old um and how's your wife it's finding good.
28: it? well she's away she's she's finding a bit tough being away from um, her network of family and friends that she did have within london um she has a master's in business she wants to get back into work as well but with the cost of childcare, we're not able to actually put our son in childcare at this point, being so far away. And not having these people around us now is a bit hard. This was given an opportunity to leave our son by someone so she can then go out and look for work. Yeah. So it's a catch-22 once again. Yes, we do have a roof over our head, but it is still hard.
9: And do you know, Timothy, if there is any chance of you moving back to Walthamstow? Or are you, is, are you this is it now, you're, you're here?
28: No, well, I have I have no idea to be honest, yeah. because we have we haven't even been given a, a definitive answer to say whether or not yes we are going to help you or no we're not going to help you. Yeah, we've just been placed here and our case is still under review.
9: Well, Timothy, listen, welcome to Luton. It means you get to listen to us every morning. That that, that there's some sunshine there, boss. <laughs> That's quite right, yeah. Uh, and That's enjoy supportive. this, enjoy the 17 months old, and um, and uh, I'm sure you'll have lots of fun. And um, I, I wish you the best of luck. I hope everything works out for you. All right, thank you very much. Ian. Thank you, mate. Thank bye you. bye. There we go. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five.
1: Local and vocal across beds, hearts, and bucks.
9: This is Ian Lee.
1: BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: He's a uh, thoroughly decent chap. You're right, Catherine.
10: Yeah, just got a text back from Scroynesy. He's got the info. No. Oh. No. Rumoured to be a six-figure sum but never got an actual figure.
9: Okay, oh, but but, I, okay. But, but I've
10: got 207k between the both.
9: But basically, let's do this on air, shall we? Yeah. Um, uh, Councillor Tom Shaw is is threatening to sue um, various London boroughs, uh, if they keep sending people up here, which is interesting. But uh, I'm just trying to re- I'm trying to remember the specifics of a story that we did a few months ago. Where I have got uh, Are you familiar more familiar yeah. with the story now? Yeah,
10: this was this uh, the council. Do you remember Luton Borough Council um, tried to appeal against this move uh, in a planning battle with Central Bedfordshire? It was really complicated, so I can yeah. understand if people uh, let it go over their heads. But and um, they tried to overturn outline approval given by Central Bedfordshire Council to a de- development of five thousand one hundred and fifty homes in more than 200,000 square metres of retail and industrial space near Houghton Regis, right? Um, they lost on 10 counts. And according to the uh, Luton on Sunday... The total of uh, two hundred seven thousand eight hundred and three pounds was spent by both councils and legal fees over this
21: case.
9: Okay, right? so that's the total. But it, the, uh, okay, um, well, we'll put that to Tom Shaw. Is, is, he, is he really so? He basically, he took a legal case um, to court, um, and it cost uh, about housing. It cost him a load of money. And that was they with they one lost. authority. Yeah, um, is he prepared to potentially lose other, spend more money, and waste more money on? Um, uh, on case and they'll say, "Well, I'm confident we'll win." Well, you were confident. You want no one goes to court thinking, "Oh, I don't think I've got a very strong case." Everyone goes to court thinking they're going to win, but uh, one side generally doesn't. So uh, we'll see. I, know it's, I know, I know. I think
10: you know. I can see why they're means. a bit annoyed. It's, it does seem very cheeky for a, a, an authority from outside to buy a whole block of flats and move people in wholesale like that.
9: Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, sl- slight tangent. I do not get why it's called Luton L- London Luton Airport because mm-hmm. it's not. Is this story? As this story is telling us, it's not London; it's Luton. I'd be so peed off, right? If I came from I don't know. Didn't President Xi come via Luton? Did I think he? I think he did. I well, they take did.
10: a lot of private jets, don't they?
9: I think President No, no, no. He was like doing an easy jet. Wasn't no, he, he from, wasn't. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. This is the story. He was. I think I'm sure I read this. President Xi came over from um, like it was like Shanghai, Shanghai to Luton or something. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, and you get imagine the president gets off because uh, I won't do the voice. No, don't. Oh, I'm in London. Brilliant. All right. Where's the Where's the black taxis? Where's the uh, Where's the tube? Uh well, you're going to need to get a coach.
10: You're forgetting something. China's big. Yeah. So we will think that it is London because it's big.
9: Yeah, that's that's true. Actually, that's true. Anyway, as his fellas carry him in that little um, thing, don't they? The
10: sedan chair. Thing. Sedan
9: chair, isn't it? That's, that's, that's how the uh, that That's how, how the Chinese rock and roll, or should that be no. walk and I No. Cook. Okay. No. Okay. They cook in woks.
10: They do, yeah. That walks- wasn't the joke I thought you were going
9: to do. It's wa- fine. What's the matter? Yeah. Oh, this cooking is delicious. No, this this chicken tastes rubbery. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I of you to mention. Anyway, he's in the papers today.
10: Who? Uh, China. Right.
9: President Xi of China. Right. Style. Oh, hang on a minute. It's not just President Xi of China. Do you know who else it is? Kate Middleton. It's not just President Xi of China. <coughs> oh dear. <coughs> Excuse me. And Kate Middleton. Do you know who else it is?
10: Uh, President Xi's wife, Mrs. Xi.
9: Jackie Chan. <gasps> Jackie
15: Chan. Oh, I love a bit of Jackie Chan. Hey Isn't Dun, he just master? Isn't he just cheapo Bruce Lee?
9: Oh, for crying out loud! Yes, at the start, yes he was, but then All he right. then he he created his own genre of kung fu comedy.
10: Yeah, slightly camp.
9: Oh, he's good. It no, is, though, is it? Go Come and on. watch Drunken Master, then watch Young Master, then I'll tell you what, let's jump forward a few years, watch Rumble in the Bronx. I think I know what happens. He, he does some wicked Kung Fu. He does some wicked Kung Fu, man. He's flipping brilliant. What's the
10: difference between Kung Fu and Karate?
9: Well, one's Chinese, one's Japanese, mate. Right. Kung Fu, here we go. As Bruce Lee would say, Karate is like being hit with a metal bar. Wham! <laughs> Kung Fu is like a metal bar with a chain at the end of it, and it hurt more. Oh. Yeah, that's br- actual quote from Bruce Lee. Turns out I can quote loads of Bruce Lee. Anyway, style queen Kate met kung fu king Jackie Chan as the royals again played host to visiting Chinese leader Xi Jinping. Along with husband Prince William, the beaming Duchess towered over the five foot seven martial arts movie legend who wore a bright white suit. Then it goes on to list everyone's clothes. Ah, who damn. got
10: a karate chop to the windpipe?
9: I don't think anybody did. I don't think it kicked off. Fitty. But President Xi's outfit seemed a little less well-fitting yesterday, with the trousers appearing a touch too long. And then there's a picture of his trousers. And his mum could do with taking that up an inch. Really could. He's going to ruin that. He's going to ruin it. Um, then they went... Oh, for crying out loud. Do you know where they went?
10: Um...
9: They went to a Doctor Who exhibition. Flipping! Oh. The thing is, the Chinese have probably got a real Tardis. They're so so secretive and so far advanced with their um, with their technology. They've probably got a real Tardis. There's
10: been a lot of nodding and smiling, I think, from the Chinese.
9: Uh, and there's been a lot of um, um, bowing and scraping from the British. Can we please have more money into our nuclear power plants, please, please? Gosh, that was a lot of scraping. There's a lot of bowing and scraping and smiling and pleasing going on. Can we please have some more investment into our nuclear power? I don't feel particularly comfortable knowing that the Chinese are building a nuclear power plant. Where is it? It's in Kent, isn't it? Mm. Right? And they've got control of the computer, right? It's the Chinese. About six months ago, there was like some big hacking thing, and everyone said, "Oh, it's the Chinese have, hack- have hacked all the computers and stuff." And they're going to have the nuclear computers. Look
10: what they did with the t-shirts and the caps for everyone. They
9: bootlegged them. They make cheap knockoff copies. It'll be nuclear, but it'll be spelled N E W K L E because they spell it wrong on the knockoff, so you know it's a knockoff. Yeah. I don't feel comfortable knowing that um, there's some some China. If we fall out with China, which we will do. Um, then they can um, just melt us. They can they can start a nuclear war. We can start a nuclear war with ourselves, thanks to the Chinese. I think they
10: could probably melt us anyway, couldn't they?
9: Well, they've probably got uh, like um, with that Tardis, they've probably got like melty um, uh, laser guns as well. I think that's do Travel news for beds,
6: hearts, and bugs.
1: BBC Three Counties Radio. There's been an
14: accident on the M25 clockwise, just after just before junction nineteen for Watford, and it's starting to cause a queue back from Junction 17 for Maple Cross, and it's also looking slow anti-clockwise between junction twenty-one for the M1 and nineteen for Watford. On the A41 southbound, it's busy from the Hemel turn off towards the M25 at Kings Langley, and on the M1 southbound, it's slow from Junction 10 for Luton Airport towards junction nine for Redbourne. A bit further away, the A43 southbound in Brackley has been blocked because of an accident, and that's at the Westbury roundabout of a lorry went across the roundabouts at the Buckingham Road Industrial Estate and also in Wheatley on the A40 London Road. They're accused because the lane's been closed by an accident at the junction for Wheatley Road and on the train departure boards there's no reported problems at the moment. Smell the breath BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: Thank you very much indeed. Uh, These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton Borough Council is considering legal action over the number of homeless families from London being sent to the town. The Luton man who sexually assaulted teenage girls at a public swimming school in Aylesbury has been jailed and protesters gathered outside Milton Keynes Council last night to support community groups staying at the Buzzy.
15: The big story today is about the National Health Service again.
3: For nearly 100 years, the BBC has been informing... Educating and entertaining audiences across the UK.
25: On all of our frequencies, there's commentary on Luton Town at home to York City.
3: And every 10 years, there's a government review to consider its future. The
16: BBC Trust, which represents the views of licensed vpayers, would like to know what you think about the BBC's ideas for its future.
3: To have your say before the 5th of November, call 0800 06 80 and request a questionnaire. Calls are free from mobiles and landlines, or visit bbc.co.uk slash tomorrow's BBC. Tomorrow's BBC
1: Today. This is Ian Lee
6: on BBC Three Counties Radio. Do it to me,
15: Dennis. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Do it to me, Dennis. Uh uh Uh-huh, uh-huh.
6: Uh-huh.
15: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, here we go. I uh,
6: remember uh, the BBC when it was 2LO, two 2LO two calling. Uh-huh. Two L-O uh, let's calling.
9: play a game. Let's play a game, no, okay? No, no, you, no, hello, power stations. Hello, can, is this on? Yes. yes. Yes, let's play a game. We're going to play a game. It's called the Aha, uh-huh, Aha uh-huh game, okay? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, and we have to come up with songs that have the words Aha uh-huh in it. Yes. You can go first. You can have that one we just did if you want, but you've got to sing it. I don't know. Any, any songs have gone. Uh-huh. Yeah, we just did one. No, no.
6: You must right, I tell you what, you, would, to you, would me, you would you like a is just noisy wallpaper.
9: Would you like a ringer? A ringer. Yeah, I'm a gonna give you Kath ringer. Right, Kath, mm-hmm. you're, you're his is ringer, okay? okay? Here we go. So we're playing the aha uh-huh game. Mm-hmm. Uh Catherine, you go first.
10: That's the way uh uh-huh, uh uh-huh. I like it. Uh-huh, uh-huh.
9: Okay. Right, well I mean, in that case it's my turn and I will come in with Do it to me, Dennis. Uh-huh, to- uh-huh, uh-huh. Do it to me, Dennis. Uh huh, uh huh. I've been trying to do it, you, for a long time. J.K., Catherine, <laughs> Catherine your turn. Um...
10: Oh. <laughs> ah ha! Hey ha! Hey ha! Hey ha! Don't you ever? Don't oh! you ever? Born in Vietnam. That was a good one, wasn't it?
9: That was uh, that was an excellent excellent one. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, right. You're right. looking them up. No, I am not looking them up. This is a variation, by the way, and we will play it one day, Catherine. I promise. The sweet game. I used to play the sweet game. The sweet game is, a, is a cracking it. Right, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ah Aha! 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 Nothing promised, no regrets. Your turn. Oh, no. Dennis, if you can think of any, you can step in at any moment. You've led a weird life. Yeah, tell You've me about led it. a
6: weird
9: life. Yeah, tell me about it.
10: Knowing me, knowing you. That's not fair, because uh-huh. Kelly,
9: Kelly told you that. But no, she d- never. Yes, she did.
10: No, she never. Yes, she did. No, she
9: never. She okay. Never. <laughs> she never. <laughs> okay, okay. Right, fine.
15: Oh, Ruby, 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 Ruby! Ah! Uh, <laughs> oh, no!
9: Yes! Yes! That's, that's a yes, isn't it, Den Den? Yes, yeah, more or less. Have you done. Um, yeah, I've done that one.
10: Have you done Vu? Yes, but you on? did, yeah, did I that
9: one, mate. yeah, that. oh. oh, that's been done. Oh, man.
10: But
9: I it's I... been done, hasn't it, Dennis? Yes, I can remember that one. Yeah, I did it like a minute ago. Yep. Mm. No, don't, you can't. I heard Why? that. We heard you say, I've got another one, which means the other one was a, a oh. fake. Err. Uh. I don't know it. I, I tell you what, Dennis. Should we just get to the point of your phone call? Because I think I won that.
23: Yes. I, you were talking about these uh, Chinese having building these uh, atomic
6: power stations. Yeah. But they're yeah. all right as long as you don't find a blue touch paper afterwards when it's built. Right. Just look, look out for the blue touch paper.
9: Thank and you very much indeed, Rory Bremner. There. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. If anyone wants to play the AHA game, then you're more than welcome to. Um oh three four five nine four double five five double five now, a man from Luton has been jailed for sexually assaulting teenage girls at a public swimming pool in Aylesbury. Anthony Crawford, who's forty from Blenheim Crescent, assaulted two girls in the changing area at Aquavale swimming pool in February. A few weeks later, he looked under a changing room cubicle at a nineteen year old woman getting changed. He's been given a thirty month sentence and placed on the sex offender's register indefinitely. Well, Paul Ruffy is the director of Ray Wire Associates, an independent child protection service in Milton Keynes, specialising in child sexual abuse. <clears throat> Excuse me, Paul, I got a frog in my throat. Uh, these 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 things don't happen very often, do they?
29: Um, I think it's a difficult one to answer. They probably happen more often than
9: we'd like them to. Well, yeah. Well, if it happened once, that would be more often than I would like it to. But they, yeah. they don't. I, what I don't want this to become. It's one of those things where parents are scared to allow, to allow their kids to go swimming. There's not an epidemic of paedophiles touching up kiddies in swimming pools, is there?
29: I'd like to think that's not true. I mean, I, th- I agree with you. I think we need to uh, get on with our lives and just recognise that there are risks and manage risks rather than, than change our lives for fear of something that may never happen. That doesn't stop the, the reality that there are people out there who will take advantage of very normal situations for their own very twisted ends.
9: Uh, what what should parents be doing to uh, uh, um, ensure? I mean, a story like this isn't necessarily going to make me change my uh, my swimming habits, but then my kids are five and three, so I would be I would be with them at all times. What what can parents do?
29: I think you just answered your own question. I think the key to sort of safe parenting is to be with your children, even if you're taking them to activities where you're leaving them. Always be the the parent that brings the child. Always be the parent that's there five minutes before. Uh, the activity ends. One of the things that we know from our work with these people is that they're very good at uh, identifying and targeting vulnerability in children. So the more you can do to make clear that your child is a well-cared-for, well-protected uh, child who has a family or constantly around making sure everything is OK, that should assist in taking the child off the radar, but that's not a guarantee.
9: Um, I- I'd never particularly considered swimming pools to be a- a- necessarily an unsafe place i
29: think uh, i think i understand what you're saying but of course from uh, from the perspective of somebody who's interested in getting access to children and getting access to children in a a state of undress swimming pools are an ideal place it's not an uncommon um place to find somebody who's a swimming coach who has an unhealthy interest in
9: children. well no 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 it is uncommon to find swimming coaches who have unhealthy interest in children it's uncommon Okay. We have to be so careful with our language here because I don't want to scare anybody off. It's, it's half term, uh, and I don't want to scare anybody <laughs> off going, anybody off going swimming. So you, you cannot say it's not uncommon to find swimming coaches that are, that have got interesting kids.
30: Let me
29: qualify that. From, from my perspective, when we're looking for where um, the sorts of people who are at children could be found, it is not uncommon to find them targeting those activities where there are children. Yeah, but your initial well, your, your initial implication
9: coaches, was that the, the majority of swimming coaches are paedophiles. Well, I wouldn't know. That's so that's not what I said. I okay, shouldn't... well, then I'm glad you've clarified it. Yeah, yeah. I just I just worry, Paul, that that, that um, there are no more paedophiles than there were 50 years ago. You know. And Yeah, of course. You know, the dodgepot's going to um, going to uh, target kids. They can, they can target them anywhere. Um, I just just worry that we're, we're just, you know, scaring know people for saying. no reason whatsoever.
29: I, I, but I think, I think what you've just said is equally true. There possibly are no more paedophiles than we were 50 years ago. The problem is 50 years ago, we didn't have a clue how many there were. So one of the issues that's happened in the last 50 years...
9: It no, we still don't have a clue how many there are. No, no,
29: we don't. I was about to say, but what has happened in the last 50 years is we've become more aware of the possibility that there are adults out there who will target children for their own sexual... Um,
9: yeah, but it's not... I mean, it's, yeah, it, 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 one case is one case too many, but it's, it's not an epidemic, you know. I, I just,
29: I've never said it's an epidemic. I just think it's something that is, is, is there and we need to be mindful of it. And as parents, we have to play our part in, in doing all we can to keep our children safe and other people's children safe.
9: I'm just trying to think. My kids are five and three, so I go, I go and get changed with them, and we get a little changing room, and we get changed together. I'm trying to think, what age I started going swimming on my own? Twelve, something like that. I think I'd let the boys go swimming at twelve on their own. I'd drop them off, go and have a coffee in the in the the thing, watch from the the viewing gallery. I'd let them go and and, and do all that. That sounds that sounds about all right, doesn't it?
29: I think that uh, if I can use the word common, I think that's probably quite a common um, age for young people to start establishing independent behaviour. That doesn't mean they're not a risk, though.
9: No, but you know, I'm at risk now from the ceiling falling in on me. You, do you know what I mean? Yeah,
29: absolutely. That's what I said it's about managing risk. It's not about. Um...
9: I just worry that we're scaring our kids and we're we, we're protecting <laughs> our kids too much, and we're. It's not funny.
29: Um, no, I, I, I'm not. Laughing. I'm, I'm laughing. I, I think we 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 always struggle with balancing um, managing risk with scaring our children. I think the managing risk is not about scaring our children. It's about. Uh, understanding that there are risks, we wouldn't uh, accuse anybody of scaring their children at the risk of crossing a road, would we?
9: So, I don't, uh, uh, expect, uh, um, we
29: would expect them to understand that there is a risk when you cross a road, and you manage that risk, and you look for that risk. That's all we're talking about.
9: Um, all right, Paul. Thank you very much indeed. Um, well, Paul Roafley, director of Raywire Associates, oh three four five nine four double five five double five. we've got to be so careful in our language when we talk about... Um, and I'm glad Paul Paul clarified what he was saying about the swimming coaches, because the the, the, the initial implication that I picked up from that was it's not uncommon to find um, swimming coaches, the paedophiles, that the, 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 there are a significant number of swimming coaches, the paedophiles. There's not. There'll be a few. There's a few DJs that are paedophiles, there are a few producers that are paedophiles, there are a few coppers that... You know, they're, they're everywhere, right? But it's not... You're not going to necessarily... It's not a higher ratio of swimming. I just worry. I just worry that we are... Um, that stories like this often get treated in the media as uh, there are an epidemic of paedophiles. Your children are not safe even in the local swimming pool. Do you
10: know when I became aware that a uh, swimming pool area was a risk to my uh, personal safety was when our swimming instructor was forbidden from getting in the pool with us anymore?
9: Oh, bloody! It's like,
10: why is, why is George not getting in anymore? Ah, uh, well, you see, it was that, that moment. We'd never thought about it before then.
9: I don't know, I just... um. I'm trying, do you know what, my head is not clear enough to try and put in, uh, express exactly what I'm trying to feel, I just worry that certain media outlets and certain organisations um, will, with a story like this, will have a field day with it and will leave us all feeling a little bit, swimming, pool, swimming pools are just as safe as they were yesterday, you know, despite this story coming, just as safe as they were well, 20 years this guy wasn't ago. a member of staff, let's no, not forget that. you know, it's... And it's. All, and I'm not in any way demeaning what happened. Anyway, I'm, I'm getting all confused and stuff. It Doesn't really matter. 455 four double five, five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC
1: Three Counties Radio. On the. M- there's a lane blocked southbound
14: because of a two car accident between Junction 12 for Flittig and 11 for Dunstable and we've just had a call from Steve to say that the accident is in the outside lane and emergency services aren't there yet so it might be causing some delays already though on the M25 clockwise they're accused because of an accident just before Junction 19 for Watford which is causing a delay all the way from Junction 17 for Maple Cross and also on the M25 it's busy from Junction 21 for the M1 anti towards Junction 19 for Watford as well on the A1M it's very slow southbound through Junction 7 for Stevenage, but there's no reported problems on the train so far this morning. Samantha breath BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy,
9: thank you very much indeed. OK, next hour of the show, or so thereabouts, uh, we've got Monty Video and the cassettes coming on live. I say live, I mean, we were in an interview we did yesterday, but it doesn't matter. Uh, we've also got a 10-year-old lad coming in to produce the next 60 minutes of radio. What?!
6: Across beds, hearts and bugs.
1: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Luton Borough Council says it's had enough of London boroughs sending their homeless families to the town. It says it's contemplating legal action. Police have praised the bravery of two teenage girls for giving evidence against a Luton man who sexually assaulted them at a public swimming pool in Aylesbury. He's been jailed for 30 months. A man has been shot dead by police in St Neots in Cambridgeshire last night. And protesters gathered outside Milton Keynes Council last night with a 4,000-strong petition handed to councillors in support of community groups staying at the buzzy the former bus station building three county sports
1: bbc three counties radio
0: England's cricketers have started the second test against Pakistan in Dubai. England are unchanged after Ben Stokes was past fit. Pakistan won the toss, they're batting first. A short while ago they were 24 without loss. In last night's Champions League matches, Manchester City scored a stoppage time winner to beat Sevilla 2-1, whilst Manchester United drew one all the way to CSKA Moscow. United manager Louis van Gaal says they can progress to the knockout stages.
22: You can say that we are at home very strong. So I hope that we can win these games and then you are nearly qualified or you are already qualified. But then we have still an away match against Wolfsburg. So we are on, on, on schedule, I think.
0: In the Europa League tonight, Liverpool play their first home match under new manager Jurgen Klopp as they host Rubin Kazan. Tottenham are away to Anderlecht. Milton Keynes Dons are down to 20th in the championship after Brentford won at Wolves last night and Leeds drew at Fulham. Luton Borough Council have welcomed Luton Town's plans to develop land at Junction 10 of the M1 to finance a new stadium elsewhere in the town. Labour's deputy leader on the council, Sean Timoney, told BBC Three Counties the stadium itself would not be at Junction 10, but wouldn't reveal the possible sites for relocation.
23: That would be down to the club, and I know that they've got a couple of options that they're currently looking at, um, but... It wouldn't be on the Junction 10 site. It wouldn't be for me to say, well, I think they should go here, I think they should go there. Yeah, but you must have had a
9: conversation with them. I mean, you're all working together. You must know what they're thinking.
23: Yeah, I do. I, I know that they're looking at various sites and it wouldn't be right of me to name them.
0: And in boxing, Hatfield's Billy Joe Saunders appears at a London press conference today with Ireland's Andy Lee, ahead of their world middleweight title fight in Manchester in December. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at eight.
31: Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on. Keep moving on. There's a world that's waiting to unfold. A brand new tale no one has ever told. We've journeyed far, but you know it won't be long. We're almost there, and we paid our fare with a hobo song. Maybe tomorrow I'll wanna settle down. Until tomorrow,
8: I'll just. Keep
1: this is Ian Lee.
9: On BBC Three Counties Radio. Okie dokie. Fader's open, Wilson. There's no going back. Now, um, <laughs> I can't remember... Why did we... I don't even know why we agreed to this. Wilson is a young man who is... Happy birthday, by the way. Thank
8: you.
32: Ten
9: years old today. Yeah. What does, what does it feel like being Ten.
32: Mm, not really that different oh, to it... being 11.
9: Well, hang on, you've not been 11 yet? Oh, yeah, nine. Unless it's Benjamin Button. <laughs> unless he's living it backwards. He, I think he let his secret a little slip there. He's a time traveller. Um, <laughs> and uh, your wife, what does she think about you being 10? Is she happy uh, that you've reached double figures uh, now? I
32: don't have a wife.
9: Oh, okay, well, right. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sure that, that uh, I'm sure she'll come back. Now, you got in touch, and I can't remember how this happened. And you basically said you wanted to produce the show.
32: Um, Yeah. <laughs>
9: Why did I say yes? Catherine, why did I say yes? Because you'd
32: fallen out with me at that point.
9: Ah, uh, yeah. I was I was eyeing up a new producer. Mm-hmm. And, um, okay. Why do you want to produce the show, Wilson?
32: Because I really like you, because you're a brilliant pr- presenter.
9: Yep, keep this coming. Go and on. Go on. Go on. I've been more.
32: listening to your past shows. Yeah, yeah. And I really
20: enjoy them.
9: There you go, you see. Now, that, can I just thank you?
20: Well done on sticking to the script, Wilson. Oh,
9: button it, (laughs) Bets. That is respect, okay? And everyone that says we're living in broken Britain and um, you know it's all kids running around off their minds on hooch and stuff like that—that's the future. Wilson's the future, and it's the future is bright. Mm. Um, Okay. Well, you. um, Oh, I know. I know exactly who you are, don't I? Hang on a second. Let me get me. uh, Speaking of broken
32: Britain. Speaking
9: of broken Britain, this is um, this is broken Britain. Yeah, we go. There we go.
32: go. I am broken Britain. That's
9: you, isn't it? Yeah, that's me. And this is also you.
32: You are listening to Ian Lee, BBC Free Counties Radio. What an idiot. Yeah. Oh, yeah cool. That guy
9: said that. That guy said that. And
32: then he gets in here yeah. and he's that sucking guy, up to you. That
9: guy said that. Well, we'll Incredible. Because that's why he's been so nice. He's, he's, I believe I believe they call it uh, trolling. I think. Are you trolling me? <laughs> no. He, OK, OK. <laughs> so, all right, then, the show's yours. What do you, what do you want us to do? Um, I've got, I, I got to warn you. We haven't got daily because Daily's off yeah. often a boring story. We've got to do a couple of boring stories because we're the BBC, and that's sort of what we have to do. That one, one of those B stands for boring. I can't tell you what the other B stands for. <laughs> um, when you're old, when you're eighteen, I'll send you. I uh, um, was well, so, so an email. Probably eight years time, it'll be just like. Um, <laughs> A thought a mail, mail. A mind mail. Send you a mind mail. Yeah. And that's that'll be the the, the um, image on the computer. The tsk, that'll be that. So wh- <laughs> so what do you want us to do?
32: Well, I had a few topics for what we were going to do.
9: Okay, well let's oh three four five nine four double five five oh five, five, five. He's ten years old. Come on, guys, call in. <laughs> what what do you want us to do then? We'll do it.
32: Um, one of the topics was, what have you ever thrown out of a window?
9: Oh, <laughs> I like. I was about to mime smoking a cigarette. Then it's a vape. <laughs> <laughs> what have you ever thrown out of a window? Um, oh, I don't think I've ever thrown anything out of a window because that's kind yeah. of that's kind of a naughty thing to do. I mean, out of the. Go, yeah. Catherine. Catherine, i throwing up there. Yeah, for I those.
10: did. I threw my lunch out.
9: But have a house, now, do you mean a house window or yeah. any uh, window? Any
10: window. Oh. It was out of my house because um, the you threw up.
9: Was, hang on, you threw up out of a house life. window. I
10: was a student. The toilet was upstairs. There were people in the living room.
9: You feel, feel, feel free to question her further, Wilson, if you'd like.
32: I'm not sure I want to. No, no I think that's right. the what story. Disgust,
20: what a
9: disgusting lady. Yeah. What a disgusting lady. She's got kids as well. and um, Well, hopefully the social services will get my thought mail.
20: <laughs> <laughs> um, I threw a CD out once at the window. Really? Yeah. It was In terrible. a rage. It was terrible. I didn't even want it near me. Wow,
9: it was so bad it didn't it even make things so introducing. Gosh, that must have been awful. <laughs> I had an argument with a girlfriend once and threw uh, Her out. No, I threw um, um, Darius's autobiography out of the window.
20: <gasps> oh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a
10: bin bag through, full of my housemate's clothes that I threw out of the window. Wowzers! He <laughs> was annoying me. We went away. The girls, because I live with seven people. Don't do that, Wilson. When you go to university. So that makes eight to... people
9: in total. Mm-hmm. Wow!
10: It was horrible, right? That's a lot of people. The flat That's a lot was of a people, tip. Right? That's right? going to stink. There were three of us girls. The rest were all boys, right? When we went away for the weekend, the girls, we came back to find that the sofa had been removed from the living room and they put a weights bench in instead. Which then they proceeded to hang, (laughs) because they were rowers, hang like their dirty rowing kit off. And it was just a pile... Oh, it was horrible. (laughs) So one day I got the whole lot
33: out the window.
9: And how did that go down with the rowers? Don't care. 03459 five nine-455-505. Wilson's come up with all this stuff all by himself. He's chucking it out... Yeah. We may not get any calls, don't take it oh. personally, uh, I no, don't really sometimes it. I throw gold out there, absolute gold and uh, we mm-hmm. get, uh, for example, this morning I'm asking what have you blocked, nobody's called in. No.
10: Well, it's think. not your birthday
32: though.
9: Well, that's true, that's yeah. true. <laughs> and, well, what else you got, Wilson? Well, um, I've got,
32: ones? what have you ever found on the floor?
9: What, oh well, dear. what have you ever Daria's found?
32: Sort of Nothing. <laughs>
15: You've never found anything?
32: No, well, nothing of interest apart from stone and cement.
15: And that's it. (laughs) That that is the floor. That's the floor. Yeah, fine. That's not what floor (laughs) have
9: you found.
15: It's what have you found
9: on that floor?
15: Yeah.
9: I don't think I've ever found anything... Um, uh, well, Catherine probably has. I found um, a gold brooch. Oh, yeah, go on.
10: Yeah, <laughs> we tried to trace the old lady who had clearly fallen off, but we couldn't, and so mm. my mum's still got it somewhere. It looks like a really old-fashioned one. It's got pearls in what it. You mean, you,
9: what do you mean you tried to trace...
10: Shouted, Old lady! <laughs> old lady!
32: <laughs> Nothing. All right,
9: well, so here's the thing, right? You're walking down the street. Yeah. There's nobody there.
32: Mm-hmm.
9: Right, are walking down... You have a look on the floor. Oh, there's a wallet. There's a wallet. Mm. You pick it up because you would do. Because yeah, you you are know, a human being. Of course you're going <laughs> to pick it up, it'd be crazy not to. You look in. There. By the way, do you know this song? Yeah. Who is it? Mm,
32: the Kings. Uh, the Kings. And what's the, the, the song, What's the
9: song's uh, What's the song's
32: it's, title?
9: The, the song's title is. He really can't... want you? <laughs> do you know what? <laughs> Let me try. Really want what's you, Yeah. And let's just let's just see if it works. <laughs> Hang on. Bear with me one second, awesome. Yeah, I really want you. I really want you. <laughs> yeah, that fits. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you find you find a wallet on the floor, right? Yeah. There's 20 pounds in there. Think of all the, uh, yeah. I don't know, like Lego or what? What are you into?
32: I'm into Star Wars.
9: Think of all the. Do you like Lego? Uh, yeah. Think of all the Lego Star Wars you could buy for 20 quid. Not a lot actually, because it's well expensive.
32: Yeah.
9: Um, yeah. so you, but you, it's, it's just 20 pounds mm. in there. Yeah. What do you do with the wallet?
32: Hmm. Most probably sell it and then you have most free to more. Or just return it to the no, man. No,
9: no, 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 <laughs> no. Mum and Dad are run, jumping up and down in, in uh, fury. He's broken! Wilson's broken! We brought the wrong Wilson <laughs> in! Like f- I like your style. You'd sell the wallet. Yeah. Where would you sell it?
32: Um, wherever I could. Yeah, you just go well, around. first, I would try and find who it is. No, because... no, no,
9: no, no. That was the second thing you yeah. said. That was the second <laughs> thing you said. The implication being, if you couldn't find a buyer for yeah. the wallet, <laughs> <laughs> then you'd go, oh, I can't, no one's buying it I'll send it, okay there's no name in it There's no yeah. address, it's just like a wallet It's got 20, 20 quid yeah. in it
32: If it's a random wallet, I'm just gonna Take the money and sell it
9: okay. But then, <laughs> Unless there's...
32: somebody walks up And says, no. hang on That's my wallet But and... then,
9: also in the wallet, and I failed to yeah. mention this There's a picture of two babies and a puppy still want to sell that wallet, Wilson? No. Yeah, you, you see? <laughs> you see?
32: Well, no, but then that could track down who has it. Because then you know that he has a dog, what type of dog it is.
9: Yep, yep, yep. A lot, a lot of people no, have so babies, though. To... Yeah. A lot of people have babies. Lee's on the line. Morning, Lee!
4: Morning, Ian. You all right? You're through Hello. to Wilson. Well, Wilson, talk to Lee. Hello, Lee. Hello, Wilson. You are all right, mate?
32: Yeah, fine. How are you
4: all? I'm not too bad. I just woke up, so I'm a bit groggy, but I'm all right. <laughs> Good. Good, good. What have you got for Wilson, eh? What you got, uh, what you got for Wilson? Mate? Radar, mate. Uh, got for the, Wilson? Uh, the throwing out the window. Beautiful. Yes. Um, my, my, by I, the way, my
9: microphone is going off. It's just
4: yeah. you two guys now in the chat. I'm gone. Okay, yeah, yeah me and you, Wilson. No worries. Yeah. Um, I, I went to my cousin's, I think it was at 18th or 21st birthday party, and uh, I had a bit too much to drink, as oh adults God. will do from time to time. <laughs> exactly. That's, yeah, correct. Um, when we were driving home, I threw up out of the window, basically all the way home, which was oh, from Northampton to Milton Keynes. <laughs> I know it wasn't very nice. And the day after, my dad had to return the car because it was a company car. Oh. <laughs> so he he wiped it all down, like washed all. Oh, he didn't he didn't have to return it the day after. I think they were going on holiday, so he had to clean it all up for me because I was in bed the morning after. Uh, I think he was driving. Possibly my brother was sitting in the back the day after mm-hmm. wherever they were driving to. And he pulled the belt, he went to do his seatbelt up, and a load of flakes of dry shit just all... Fluttered all over him like snow, it was terrible. But, but yeah, that, that's that's what I've thrown out of a window, mate. Well,
32: did they have? Did they take the? Did the company take the car back? Is the question. I, did, I
4: think after they found the flakes of snow, and my brother was really angry with me. My dad then had to pull the belt out and clean it right to the top of the belt. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I got into a lot of trouble for that. Mm. Lee, Thank you very much. Um, th- that's disgusting.
9: Yeah. And I think the lesson from there is um, is, is is don't drink, young man. Or if you're going to drink, drink so much you can't yeah. remember the evening. That's um, that's <laughs> the other uh, lesson. I tell you what you don't get. What you don't get now. You, you're, you're maybe of a generation that remembers is Catherine. Go on. Uh, in the seventies <laughs> and early eighties, Wilson, no. it was very common for young people to get travel sick because we didn't have car seats. Yeah. So we could like mm-hmm. climb all over the place and mess yeah. around and stuff. So we get car sick, right? Yeah. And I, I can't remember a single journey in my dad's car. Also, had like black fake leather in the seats. So it was horrible material. The smell. So Bush. it was. It, I, I cannot remember car, a car journey from the age of five mm. to nine, where I either me it's or my sister. It's a, a long period. <laughs> we must have been tired. Very long. Either me or my sister did not throw up. Mm-hmm. Out of the car, <laughs> and every car, every long journey, the memory I have is of my dad knocking on someone's door, a stranger's door, asking for a bucket of water to clean. <laughs> the car? Did your dad ever do I that? I never cast?
10: actually threw up, I, but I remember feeling on the verge a lot. And he would never buy those um, like rubber tails for the car because he said they were nonsense and they would ruin they the look nonsense. of his datsun.
9: They were not because you was always <laughs> a minicab driver. Wilson, stay there. Yeah. Oh, in fact, Wilson, oh, we have yeah. got to go to we're going to go to the travel. Yeah. Would, you, would you like to um, Would you like to introduce the travel for us, please?
32: Uh, yeah. We are at BBC Three Counties Radio. Here's the travel.
6: Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs.
14: BBC Three Counties Radio. There are delays on the M1 southbound between Junction 12 for Flittig and 11 for Dunstable because of an accident that happened just before Junction 11 earlier and blocked the outside lane. On the M25, there are queues anti-clockwise between Junction 15 for the M4 to 19 for Watford now because of a breakdown, even though all the lanes are open again. And on the A1M, it's very busy southbound from Junction 9 for Letchworth to 7 for Stevenage. It's also slow on the A1 southbound from the St Neots Junction towards the Black Cat Roundabout. There's no reported problems at the moment on the trains. Samantha Braff, BBC three counties radio
9: thank you very much indeed BBC Three Counties Radio these are your headlines on Thursday the 22nd of October. Luton Borough Council is considering legal action over the number of homeless families from London being sent to the town Police have praised the bravery of two teenage girls for giving evidence against a Luton man who assaulted them at a public swimming pool in Aylesbury. And protesters gathered outside Milton Keynes Council last night to support community groups staying at the Buzzy. And now Wilson is going to introduce the weather.
32: Um, this is BBC Three Counties Radio, good. and here's the radio. No,
1: the weather. Oh, the weather.
9: The weather on the radio. <laughs> the weather I, uh, Reb- on the radio. Roberto better be worried.
6: He better <laughs> be...
1: Beds, hearts, and Bucks weather.
6: BBC Three Counties Radio.
27: Hello, good morning. It's a very mild start to the day today. We've got lots of thick grey cloud around as well. It's not a very promising start, but it will slowly get better as we head into the afternoon. Maybe a few outbreaks of just light patchy rain and drizzle around this morning, and uh, and then things improving as we head into the afternoon with some brightness and, uh, and probably even some spells of sunshine developing as well. A fairly brisk northwesterly wind throughout, but all in all it's a nicer day than we saw yesterday, and, uh, and certainly will end on a dry, bright note. So top temperatures today up to around 14 Celsius. It's not too far off what we've got at the moment, in fact, but it will feel a touch fresher this afternoon despite the brightness. Now into this evening and overnight, then it's going to be quite cloudy again. The cloud will re-thicken and uh, we'll see lows of around 9 degrees. It should stay mostly dry. Tomorrow again, mostly dry, perhaps a few spots of rain falling from the thickness of the cloud. Overall, a cloudy day tomorrow, a bit more significant weather over the weekend. We'll see some outbreaks of rain on Saturday afternoon, then quite a chilly night on Saturday into Sunday. Sunday, lovely day with plenty your sunshine and it will stay dry, that's the forecast.
6: on bbc2 our ancestors took this land and it has been strengthened with our blood and bone send
19: word to rouse the country i want every man inside this fortress and
11: every man must be prepared to die a new epic eight-part series based on the novels by bernard cornwell soon all
31: the kings in england shall be kings of nothing and then the greatest prize
16: is the last kingdom the births urban england the idea of a single kingdom has to begin here the last kingdom starts tonight at nine on bbc 2.
1: this is ian lee
6: on bbc three counties radio
32: all right here's our next caller his name is tony
19: Ah, uh, good morning hello tony Hello, OK, I'm, I'm calling in response to your, your question about things that have been thrown from the window. Mm-hmm. This story goes back many years. I should, I should probably qualify this by saying that I'm in my mid-30s now and considerably calmer than I was at the time. So back when I was hmm, maybe about 17 or so, uh, there, was a, there was an occasion when I was upstairs working in what would have been my bedroom at the time, working away on my computer, probably doing some work for school, um, and the computer I was working on crashed.
32: Okay, oh, so- my.
19: Right, so so around about this time, back in the late 90s, computers, they had something called a base unit. And this was a box that was about the size of a suitcase that held all the gubbins for the computer. Yeah. Uh, so I then proceeded to, in absolute fury, pick up the computer base unit and throw it
21: there.
32: from
19: the window of the upstairs room I was working in.
32: Oh, it was upstairs as well.
19: It was upstairs. <laughs> um, but it gets better. I threw the box out of the window... The, the box landed in the back garden on top of the garden table, OK? <laughs> the top of the garden table bent at an angle and the box then ricocheted back towards the house and broke the kitchen window. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, that's what happened to me many, many minutes ago. Um, I wouldn't do it again. And when my mother returned some hours later, yep. she found me in the kitchen... Of glass with a new pane of uh, pane of window ready to go in, and myself with my tail between my legs trying to explain what had happened.
9: <laughs> Excellent stuff, Tony. Thank you very Brilliant. much. Good call. Um,
32: here next up is Rosie. Oh, hello. Hi, Wilson. Hello,
23: Rosie. Hi. Um, another window story for you. Yeah, fairly disgusting this morning. again, oh, a long time ago because I'm quite elderly. <laughs> and my brother, my brother was three, and I yeah. was at eight. And I was listening to a, a vinyl record. You know what those are, don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was called Squirrel Nutkin, And I'd listened to one side, and my brother came in and wanted the same side, and I said, no. My mum <laughs> sent him to his room. And he's he threw brilliant his at the window. Oh. Um, but the thing was, it broke the window. Sailed out through the window, and it wasn't empty when he threw it. Oh,
32: (laughs) that's not good. Now Wilson, if
9: you did something like that, (laughs) I've met your dad. Is is he? um, Well, he looks like a pushover to be honest. (laughs) I'm wondering what type of punishment you would get if you did something like that would you get would you get a sound thrashing would you be grounded for a month what would happen even
32: more Ian
9: really yeah Yeah. good much, good, much good. This, is, this, is, this is why you're so polite this is why you're doing such a good job mum and dad I can see through the glass because you're old fashioned traditional uh, uh, <laughs> punishments do you get pocket money uh yeah. What's the deal cuz listen I got two boys, 5 and 3. So I've got a few years to go yet. What's the Thank you Rosie. What's the what's the deal on pocket money? What what um, what's what's, what's well, the going rate these I days? I used to
32: get 5 pounds a week from
9: <laughs> Flipping <heck. laughs> it.
32: From my um mum and from my dad. Yeah,
9: I hope it's gone down since then.
32: Uh, uh no. <laughs> How much do you get now? Well, whenever I wanted a raise in my pocket money a, a I raise? had to what write a this? um I had to write a like little slip for them to sign. So <laughs> And I got a, a rate of seven uh, so to twelve pounds. But there's what? seven but they each give me seven pounds a week.
9: Well that makes fourteen pounds.
32: Oh yeah, don't work that one out.
15: Yeah, fourteen. They you
9: for a <laughs> Yeah, seven pounds each, that's twelve pounds in total, Will.
15: get <laughs> yeah, fourteen quid
9: a week? what do you have to, what, what do, you have to do for that? Um, got chimneys? What do you... Uh, well, clean their cars? Well, do what?
32: things like... Um, hoovering the upstairs. My he's job is upstairs. More, he's
9: earning more than me. <laughs>
32: um, hoovering the upstairs. Yes. Toilet. Yes. And, you got carpet uh, in the upstairs toilet. No, toilet. Ooh, toilet. Well, ooh, well, oh, yeah. Mm. Um, toilet... Uh, Carpet in the upstairs toilet and oh the full dear. upstairs, oh but dear. downstairs we're gonna get wood, yeah, I yeah. think. Yeah,
9: yeah, yeah. yeah.
32: And um,
9: here's a tip for when you grow yeah. up, and this, trust me, when I was a kid, I thought uh, carpet in mm-hmm. the toilet the coolest thing ever. No, 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 no. It, it, get rid of the. Hey, do you remember? You, it, you won't remember this. No. Because <laughs> you're you're ten. <laughs> uh, in the seventies, it was fashionable to have um, carpet on the toilet seat cover. Do you remember that? Oh, Do you remember that my magic carpet oh, in yeah, the Yeah, yeah, my nan used to have that green, um green How, carpet on the toilet seat. You couldn't cover. have
32: just having car thinking of having carpet on the toilet seat is horrible. Yep, yep, but yep. then a Tr-
9: green. Trust me, trust me, the seventies <laughs> were horrible horrible you'll see all these programs saying in the 70s and 80s oh they're so cool they're br-. they weren't. they were not they were flipping horrible my nan still my great-grand in the 70s still had an outside toilet that's mm. how old i am i'm old <laughs> enough to remember not wanting to go to nanny menagins because she had an outside toilet and i have to go outside scraps of newspaper on a little bit of string get this wilson do you know what my
10: grandparents <laughs> used to keep in the to- in the toilet all the fizzy pop Oh, because no. it was the coldest room, so you'd have that in there. I used to spend a long time in there drinking on oh,
9: right. the top. Uh, <laughs> we're getting. By the way, we're going to go to the story in a second. We're getting uh, Alan Sugar here on the text. Wilson, you're hired. And so, what is this, Steve? Is I love how Wilson has had more calls than Ian ever gets. Steve, <laughs> no, 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 well, no. Well, actually, you've come yeah. up with a blinder. Can I do? I've got to do a little bit of business. Uh, yeah. Come back to you in a second. Right. Okay. Thank you very much indeed. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four double five, five double five is the telephone number now. Protesters marched on last night's full council meeting at Milton Keynes to show their opposition to a number of cuts affecting the community. The activists led uh, by uh, MK People's Assembly presented a petition signed by over 3,000 people to save the buzzy, a community space near to the train station. And uh, they also have concerns about plans to close some fire stations and remove funding for the YMCA homeless centre. Well, Kevin Vickers is the chair of Milton Keynes Against the Cuts... Uh, Kevin, what happened at last night's protest?
30: It was amazing. There were, there were over 100 people walking through the streets of Milton Keynes, chanting no more cuts um, and defending public services. So it was really amazing to see so many people out and uh, all in support of community assets and in support of firefighters and in support of services for young disabled people. So it was, it was a brilliant evening.
9: What did the council have to say about it?
30: Well, it's really interesting, actually. Um, it's actually quite a complicated situation. I mean, there are three separate but related issues. You mentioned the um, the Busy building, which is a community space, it's a community asset. Um, you also mentioned the fire service and the YMCA. So we actually got involved in this originally, although we're very keen to highlight the links between all of these issues, because we saw an article that the Bussey building, which is the building right opposite central train station in Milton Keynes, mm. was going to close its doors. Um, Once you start looking into this, you find out that actually that building is owned by Milton Keynes Development Partnership. They are owned by the council. And when you ask questions of Milton Keynes Development Partnership, they say it's nothing to do with them. It's actually all to do with the council in terms of the way this building is funded. And last night at a council meeting, the leader of the council, who's actually on the board of the development partnership, said that the revenues that are used for that building are actually nothing to do with the council. It's all to do with Milton Keynes Development Partnership. So that was the line that he took completely contradicting the chief executive as a Development Partnership, who said that it was a council decision.
9: Where would you... Um, you don't want these cuts. Where would you make the cuts, then? Because cuts have to be made, don't they? Councils across the country getting their budget slashed. Where, where would you cut I would, and save I would, money?
30: I would, question, I would question that. I mean, that assumption that cuts have to be made is... is I mean, I don't know why that if people say that. There is a because a the government, uh, the
9: government are, 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 have ordered councils to make massive cuts. That, that's why.
30: Yeah, they have done, yeah. So, yeah, Absolutely. so that's
9: so, so. So where would you make the cuts?
30: Well, first of all, if I was a councillor, for example, if I was in, in, in the leader of the uh, Labour Party uh, minority council in Milton Keynes, I would actually put forward some sort of opposition to that and say, first and foremost, I'm not prepared to, as a party that's supposed to be a party of the people, not put cuts through that affect vulnerable people. So let's talk.
9: Okay. About well, what's no, well no, 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 no. Let's, let, let Kevin. It, 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 I mean, listen. These, these, these cuts, cuts have to be made. So where would you make the cuts? These tough decisions have to be made. Where would you cut?
30: We're talking about a decision that's been made centrally and it's been forced down on local councils. We're spending about £120 billion on renewing the Trident nuclear weapons system. (laughs) Kevin, Kevin, Kevin,
9: Kevin, Kevin. I mean, yeah, it's, it, it's all well and good saying, well, they're going to spend this much money on Trident, but they're not going to cut Trident so that they can keep a community centre open in Milton Keynes. The well, cuts are happening. We, the we cuts...
30: need to have a discussion, and this is part of okay. what people are saying the trying cuts,
9: to do about the cuts, The cuts have to happen, OK? The go- councils are getting their funding slashed. So, I'll ask you for the last time, where would you make the cuts? I'm
30: absolutely against all cuts that affect communities. So am I, let's but they're going to happen. So where would, you,
9: where would you make the let's cuts? let talk
30: about where the money is. There's 100... No, no, no. Like, than...
9: Kevin, it's the final... last time I'm going to ask you this. Where would you make the cuts? They have to we be made, so up. where would you I make mean, them?
30: stand up and say, and this is what we're trying to do as the people's Assembly, is to say, people, you don't have to stand for this. Well, let's talk about our values in society. Let's okay. say... Do we want to cut public services, or do we want to okay. remove things
9: like Trident? Do we want to remove? Okay, Kevin. Well, listen. I think I think going off on Trident is, um, yeah, okay. That's that's a, a different issue. You know, but these these cuts are happening now. Uh, Kevin, thank you very much indeed. Kevin Vickers, chair of the Milton Keynes Against the Cuts. Let's get the travel.
6: Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
9: BBC
1: Three Counties Radio. There are delays on the M1 southbound because of an
14: accident between Junction 12 for Flitwick and 11 for Dunstable. All the lanes are open again but it's still very slow and it's also slow northbound between Junction 11 for Dunstable towards Junction 12 for Flitwick. On the M25 clockwise there are queues from Junction 15 for the M4 towards Junction 19 for Watford. That's because of an, a breakdown earlier on at the start of rush hour. It's still causing some delays. In Hazelmere, road has been blocked by an accident at Rushmore Avenue near the Mayflower pub and one of the cars has smoke coming out of it so it will Services are there, and on the trained departure boards, it's not reported problems at the moment. It's Matt BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy,
9: thank you very much indeed. So, so far from Wilson, our uh, 10 year old producer, we've got uh, what have you chucked out the window? What was the other one, Wilson?
32: Uh, and what have you ever found on the floor? Oh, yeah,
9: and um, well, if you found 20 quid in a wallet and there was no name, you, well, Wilson would sell it. What would you do? <laughs>
0: It's 8 o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines Luton Council considers legal action over influx of homeless families from London, police praise bravery of Aylesbury's swimming pool assault victims and protests over community building in Milton Keynes. BBC
1: Three Counties Radio.
0: Luton Borough Council says it's had enough of London boroughs sending their homeless families to the town. It says it's contemplating legal action over increasing numbers of people being placed in a local rented sector which is already stretched. They say some London boroughs are breaching local overcrowding standards. The London Borough of Waltham Forest has around 57 families in a converted office block on Cardiff Road in Luton. One of those residents is Nicola Chapman, a mother of four young children.
12: Um, I'm not happy at the moment because um, it's given me really bad anxiety. Um, Also, I'm having to take my child to school every morning and walk a 40-minute walk. Um, I have no friends and family around here and it's causing me a lot of stress.
0: Police have praised the bravery of two teenage girls for giving evidence against a Luton man who sexually assaulted them at a public swimming pool in Aylesbury. Thames Valley Police says it's down to the girls that Anthony Crawford from Blenheim Crescent in Luton has been given a 30 month jail sentence and placed on the sex offenders register indefinitely. Jessica Cooper reports.
3: The 40 year old sexually assaulted two teenage girls in the changing area at Aquavale swimming pool in February. He was arrested in April, days after another offence when he'd looked under a changing room cubicle at a 19-year-old woman getting changed. Everyone Active, which runs the pool, says it has an extensive child safeguarding policy and staff undergo safeguarding training.
0: A man in his 40s has been shot dead by Cambridgeshire police. Officers were called to a property in St Neots yesterday evening after concerns were raised for people at the address. Protesters gathered outside Milton Keynes Council last night with a 4,000-strong petition handed to councillors in support of community groups staying at the Buzzy, the former bus station building. Make a Difference, which runs community services there, say they're being forced to leave after losing income from the adjacent car park. There were also protests about plans to merge fire stations and remove funding for the YMCA. The former Conservative Chancellor, Lord Lawson, says it would be wholly wrong for the House of Lords to block cuts to tax credits. Lord Lawson says reforming tax credits may need tweaking, but he's urging peers not to block cutting them. Wholly
22: wrong mm. constitutionally, wholly wrong For the unelected House of Lords, they can debate this thing and should debate and should argue about it, Mm. but to do anything that would kill something of a financial nature which has been through the House of Commons, approved by the House of Commons, not once, but twice.
0: Great British Bake Off winner Nadia Hussain from Luton is coming back to the town next month to switch on the Christmas lights. Nadia says Lutonians were very supportive during the show and she's honoured to be coming back for the switch on on Saturday, November the 28th. In sport, England's cricketers have started the second test against Pakistan in Dubai. England are unchanged after Ben Stokes was passed fit. Pakistan won the toss, they're batting first. A short while ago, they were 41 without loss. The weather, a cloudy start with some rain, but improving with sunny spells this afternoon. A maximum temperature 14 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties.
32: Hello, my name is Wilson. I am 10 years old. We are me- our topics are what have you ever thrown out of a window what have you ever blocked and what have you ever found on the floor
1: Across beds, hearts and bucks
9: This is BBC Three Counties Radio Wilson, thank you very much indeed. Excellent stuff. He's producing the show for the uh, well, for the next 30 minutes or so. All I'm suggesting is Roberto, better watch out because um, he's he's good. Wilson, stay there. Yeah. This bit might be a little bit boring for you, but we'll, we'll, we'll don't worry. We'll, we'll we'll crack on with it. No disrespect to my next guest at all. I'm sure you get it. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. If you want to phone up and um, uh, um, answer any of uh, Wilson's questions, there. What have you found on the floor? What have you chucked out of the window? And can we, Catherine? Can, yeah. I, can we, we? We've had several stories of, of, of people chucking their lunch out of the window, so enough to speak. Of that, thank you. That's enough of that. I think. I realise
10: I started it. Yes. But I'll finish it. Thank
9: you very much. It's often the way one goes and everyone goes. But let's let's maybe <laughs> try and um, <laughs> let's try and uh, move on from that, shall we? Uh, now. Um, Luton Borough Council says It's had enough of London boroughs Dumping homeless families in the town It says that over 150 families Have been placed from London And is considering taking legal action Over the increasing numbers It comes as a BBC investigation has discovered The London borough of Waltham Forest Has around 57 families living in a converted office block On Cardiff Road um, oh, I'm playing. Have I got audio here? Is that what yeah, that you is? Have sorry, it. okay, sorry. Justin has been there this morning. Justin Daly has been there this morning. That's why he's been a bit quiet. He's been speaking to Nicola Chapman. She and her
25: four
12: kids
9: are living in a
25: bedsit. So, Nicola, this is your one bedroom bedsit. Your uh, four children are here. Just remind us how old your four children are.
12: Um, one's five, one's three, and the other two are nearly 11 months. So
25: cramps in here. Where on earth do you all sleep?
12: Um, the- Two older children sleep in a double bed and um, the two babies sleep in a travel cot. Right.
25: How can you live your life like this?
12: And well, I just have to get on with it for my children's sake, really. I ain't really got a choice. I'm put here, and the council ain't moving me, so there's nothing much I can do. As well, I suffer with anxiety, so the doctor's written to them and I haven't heard back.
25: I'm going to keep this as brief as I can because you've well and truly got your hands full the, 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 this morning. You're about to, to go to school. That's a 40-minute walk compared to a 10-minute walk when you was back in London. What's your message, just lastly, to the powers that be that put you in this situation?
12: Just that it's ridiculous. I don't know why you've done it. Like it's for a very silly reason, I think. Like who comes first then? Why have you put us here? Why have you put all these families here? Like you need to give us answers. Because it's just not right.
9: Well, in a moment, we'll speak to Tom Shaw, who's in charge of housing at Luton Borough Council. But first, let's speak to the leader of the Conservative Opposition at Waltham Forest Council, Matt Davis. Morning, Matt. Morning. What do you think about this, moving people out of um, um, your area to to Luton?
17: Um, Well, I think, in principle, it it is something we don't want to do to people. Um, I mean, I have to say, as the leader of the opposition, it's not something that um, I have any any control whatsoever. If you were
9: in power, would you change it?
17: Uh, I'll be looking at other alternatives, but the question would be, what are they? Uh, I can't imagine for a moment this is a decision that uh, anybody took lightly.
9: But you know that Luton's got its own, it's got a massive housing problem. Um, so, so why should they have to take on your people? Um... Well, I think it's kind of,
17: to, to put it in those terms, that's a very parochial point of view to take. Well, they're, they're, but they're, um, there are
9: people in Luton who are homeless. I'm, so, not,
17: I'm sure there are. And so why should I'm they take sure people from, from, from Walton Forest? They're equally bad, but um, that's for Luton Council. Um, the, people of, the people who are homeless in looking for Luton Council to do something with...
9: Well, but all, the, the, all a lot of their the places, places that they would be using, are being taken up by your, people from Waltham Forest.
17: Well, as I understand it, Cardiff House was, was an option that uh, Luton Council could have uh, exploited themselves and didn't for whatever reason. Um, well, I tell you what, we've got
13: Tom Shaw here from uh, Luton Borough Council. Tom, why did you not exploit Cardiff House? Because in Luton, we would not consider doing the overcrowding what Waltham Forest has done. In one flat, there you've got four children, two grown ups in a one bedroom flat. We looked at that block of flats, and I tell you what, for a councillor, I don't care where you're from, to consider overcrowding the way you've overcrowded that block is absolutely unbelievable. I can't believe that you come on the radio trying to defend that. It's like going back to Cafe Come On days. It's absolutely no, disgusting. It's
17: so outrage is not called for here, sir. And as I did say earlier, there is, oh, there is a call I'm for, not for not outrage when I'm you're overcrowding
13: properties. Your own, your own
17: wasn't my, this is not my decision and certainly it doesn't, it is not good to have people overcrowded but, in but that Matt, way. But Matt, but Matt, but you've those, just... If, those, if that family was still in Walton Forest, they'd be in a hostel which is a worse situation for them to be in. So, so your you're happy, you're happy, Matt, is not really
9: Mr Davis, Mr Davis, you're, you're happy with the fact that not only are you moving families out of your area to another area that's already overcrowded, you're then putting those families, or, or you're, the council that you're the opposition to is uh, putting those families in cramped conditions. No,
17: I'm not happy since you've put it in those terms. I'm not happy about it. Uh, there is a housing crisis in Britain. Everybody knows it from the government on down. And Unfortunately, in any kind of crisis, people are uh, people get hurt. That's why it's a crisis. So we have families in p- very poor housing situations, such as this, but the situations that they would have been in before they were there uh, were worse. We're talking about people who were homeless.
13: Tom, I can't believe what I mean. What you've got there is yesterday when I was down there talking to some of the parents, uh, some of the people living there. A lady walked in and with no consultation. She'd had a letter off you telling you she was moving to the West Midlands. You were moving her to the West Midlands. She had no consultation. I'll tell you what to do. The Tories okay, and the Liberals well, have got an right. absolute... Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. The Tories and the have got a brilliant record, you know, absolutely true, son, perfect record. They built less social no housing Davis, than let anyone Mr. else Sh- ever. Let
9: Mr. Shaw finish, Matt. Matt let, let Tom finish, and you'll yeah. you'll come back. I promise Your, uh, your
13: record is Your record you is abysmal. You
17: simply say him to have a rant.
9: No, no, no. We've not set uh, and, 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 Matt. We've uh, not set any. We've not set anybody up. Just listen to what he has to say, and then we'll we'll come back and hear your. Point, I mean, I promise. one of the
13: answers, and we're quite happy to hold it in Luton. Boris has got a, Boris has got an actual uh, housing responsibility. Brandon Lewis, your housing minister, it can't be allowed to carry on the way it's carrying on. We will be quite happy to host a meeting in Luton for them to come up with some of the under, other London boroughs. Barnet's got 50 families in Luton now, we found out in the last few days. At the same time, as a uh, knocking down a massive council estate. All right, Tom,
9: let, let, let Matt come in, Matt.
17: Uh, well, strange point to bring me in, really, but... It, it, it... In Northern Forest, there is a considerable quantity now of building taking place in order to attempt to accommodate people in the situations of those uh, in, in Cardiff House. But those units are not finished, so there's nowhere to put people. It's I, I, I don't dispute that th- this is probably something that is not uh, not at all welcome by Luton Council. But these are people who are homeless. Where would you suggest they go right now? Not when in the these properties, world, whether or in, in the future, when. Yeah. Uh, the, the new stuff's been built. Where would you suggest they go right now? Matt, there is nowhere here.
9: Matt, when the new properties are built, will you be taking the people back from Luton into well, Forest? Be,
17: again, not being the person in charge of this, I can't make it... We, like, I, we know no, the I answer to that. It, I, would Im- I, I would very much hope that that is exactly what we well, will intend to do.
9: I would imagine that wouldn't be the case, that the, 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 there would be the, the list by the time those properties are finished would be uh, of people wanting properties would be... Um, even bigger. Tom, do you not have any sympathy? I know no, we've that's got...
17: you imagining. That's, that's not necessarily... that's why I prefaced
9: it with, with that's why I prefaced it with, that's what I imagined, that's, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't stating it as a fact. Tom, have you got any sympathy for Walton Forest? Because they're, they're struggling. Everyone is
13: struggling. Everyone is struggling. We're, all, is struggling. we're all struggling. We've converted four office blocks in Luton, but we've converted them into two and three bedroom units to take care of the families, to shove six families in a one-bedroom flat... And the woman having to walk twenty minutes each way to school and back in the rain, Luton Council's got to pick up all the healthcare costs for these people and everything else. I just think it's wrong. But we're quite happy to sit down with anybody and talk about it. Waltham Forest has got land. We're very good in Lewton and putting financial packages together. Uh, we'll try. We'll try and help wherever we can. But we've got our own homeless problem as well. You're suggesting you've suggested Tom that you might take legal action. Is that a possibility? If it carries on with the statutory overcrowding, the officers are talking to the senior officers at Waltham Forest. I will have absolutely no problem at all telling the officers enough is enough. We can't have six people in a bedsit flat. Because the
9: thing is, the last time you took on another authority, Central Beds, um, to, uh, to, you took them to court about housing. You, you lost a lo- You lost the case. And you spent something. We never got an exact figure, but something like 150,000 pounds was lost.
13: No, well, that was only on one part of the case. A second part of the case, a local plan was withdrawn, but the work. In you lost the, you, lost, the yeah, you yeah. lost the case, and you lost 150. Yeah, you lost the
9: case, and you lost 150,000 pounds. Are you saying that you are prepared to risk more uh, taxpayers' money to take in all of these these London councils? If I got to bars? take London
13: councils, on, I will do, yes, but you, but you, you might not win. But I might win. And if wow. even if even if I do win. Tom, it's not your money to play around <laughs> yeah, with. Yeah, but mate. even if I do win, 150,0 is one house. If I can get that block of flats or block of flats in Luton and put fifty people in, it'd be a cheap win as far as we're concerned. But we're spending a win. million pounds a year on temporary accommodation. Your track record in these these cases is, is, is not brilliant. You've already wasted a lot of taxpayers' money. With central beds that was over that was over four or five thousand houses. Yeah, and you lost. Yeah, and we want some of those. We'll end up with some of those houses along the line. But you somewhere. lost the court case, and, lost you lost, court. and it cost you one hundred fifty thousand pounds. Not disagreeing with you, but it's worth. That's one house. You're prepared get to five, gamble. Yeah, if I can get five hundred houses mm. out of a deal, why You're shouldn't I?
9: Prepared to gamble more of your taxpayers' money on a, on a what is basically
13: a punt. It's not a punt at all. If you go down there, you've got six people in a bed set. that is statutory overcrowded. Yeah,
9: yeah, no, I know the overcrowded, the overcrowded, but, but the legal case is a punt, isn't it? The, the one against Central Beds was a punt and you lost.
13: No, it's not a punt. It's a, I, I believe everyone's entitled to decent housing. And yeah, yeah, we've well, yeah. got people in the town now who well, haven't got decent housing. I will fight on their behalf and not start stop fighting on their behalf and if it means taking on another council i don't have a problem with that But at it's not home. your it's not your money to waste but it's my it's my job to get as many houses no. as i can for people in Luton. Right.
9: tom listen thank you very much matt i appreciate your your time this morning thank you very much uh, tom shaw charge of housing at Luton borough council and the other voice you heard there was uh, matt davis who's uh, the leader of the conservative opposition at waltham forest let's get the travel
14: There are very long delays on the M1 southbound from Junction 13 for Bedford towards 11 for Dunstable because of a two-car accident earlier. All the lanes are open, but it's very busy. On the anti-clockwise M25, it's slow from Junction 20 for Kings Langley to 16 for the M40. And in Hazelmere on Penn Road, there's been an accident at Rushmore Avenue, so it's partially blocked near the, uh, what well, it's been blocked at the Mayfair pub. And on the A1, it's slow southbound approaching the Black Cat Roundabout from the St. Neots Junction. Samantha Brough, BBC Three
9: Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much. Right, where are we? 8.16. me look at the time. Look at the time. 8.16. It is uh, Thursday, the 22nd of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Lutonborough Council is considering legal action over the number of homeless families from London being sent to the town. Police have praised the bravery of two teenage girls for giving evidence against a Luton man who assaulted them at a public swimming pool in Aylesbury, and protesters gathered outside Milton Keynes' council last night to support community groups staying at the Buzzy.
16: Every weekday morning... Good morning, Jonathan. Morning. Do you think it's right to tell a million disabled people they should get off benefits and find a job? Have your say on today's big phone-in.
28: People who are going to be in are going to be in nuisance regardless of whether they are things to do.
4: Is
16: it true that people over the age of 65 drink far too much booze the jvs show fights for your
1: rights
23: and tackles your consumer problems waited
4: and the receipt came out but the cash
17: didn't
23: it's become a problem of light because obviously the trees got bigger as we got here
17: we couldn't shut the french windows it it would appear that they'd buckled
23: i had a phone call from my daughter
1: saying, if we don't get off the train, they're going to hand us over to the British Transport Police. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. This is
9: Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Reading carefully as always, a Luton man has been jailed for 30 months after assaulting teenage girls at a public swimming pool. Anthony Crawford assaulted the two girls in the changing area at Aquavale Swimming Pool and also spied on a 19-year-old woman in the changing rooms. The 40-year-old has also been placed on the sex offenders register. Well, Deborah Jenkins is the chief executive of TDI, who run Leisure Watch, which makes public places more secure to prevent these kind of offences. Uh, morning, Deborah. So, how do you what do you do to make these places safer?
8: Right,
34: good morning. Well, we run a membership scheme for people who run public places, particularly public places that have children or vulnerable adults in, like swimming pools, shopping centres, bus stations and so on. Um, And what we do is to uh, firstly do a a sort of physical audit of the site, so we look for where there are points where it might be possible for people to do things they shouldn't uh, and, and talk that through with the staff. Secondly, we train the frontline staff to look out for patterns of behaviour, because you know, if you if you it's not particularly helpful just to say oh, he looks dodgy. Um, it's got to be about looking at what people do and what patterns they do it in, uh, so that staff become become more observant um, and are really uh, and are really watching out for what happens. So that if staff then pick up a concern uh, about somebody, not can I say not an offence being committed, if they see an offence being committed they just ring police and that's what they should do but if they're concerned about patterns of behaviour they share that with their managers and we train the managers to look at how they thought through the information that they receive and we put the managers in touch with the specialist parts of the police
9: OK, so what should people be looking out for?
34: Well, let me give an example that, that we've had, because we have 450 member sites we've been running for about 10 years so, for example, if we, we've had examples of where staff in a, in a swimming pool have been concerned that, that, that particular, a particular man might turn up every week to swim precisely when it's the school swim time. Yeah. And, maybe maybe uh, that's and, the only time uh, he's got free. Exactly. So there might be perfectly sensible reasons for that. So what we train people to do is what we call a customer care challenge, because it's about making people feel safe and welcome in a swimming pool, not about making feel people feel under attack. So one of the staff would feel um, able to go and have a chat with the chap and say, and say, you know, we've noticed that you're always there just at the school swim. Did you know if you turned up half an hour later, you'd have the pool pretty much to yourself and it wouldn't be all noisy kids around. And, and very often there's a perfectly sensible reason for why they do why it. The I'd person feel pretty there, lousy. I'd
9: funny. feel pretty lousy if I, you know, I work odd hours. i go in whenever I can. Sometimes there's kids, sometimes there's not. Yeah. I'd feel pretty lousy Absolutely. if someone said that, said that to me. Would you? Yeah, I would. i feel really I, lousy if someone came up to me. We, we all know the implication is there. Yeah, i feel terrible.
34: Well, actually, I mean, we we've, we've found is that people don't mind because they have a chat with the, with the staff. It's done in a friendly way. Um, and then that's absolutely fine. I think where, where, if, it, if it's somebody who actually is there to do something that they shouldn't be doing, then they think, oh, the staff are a bit too observant and And we, cause when we set this up, this was about twelve years ago that the idea first came up because there had been it was one of our trustees who'd been an expert witness in two cases one of uh, both in the same shopping center, one of a very prolific shoplifter um, and one of a very prolific sex offender who'd actually then very seriously sexually abused a child and what he was, came to a trustee's meeting to say, you know it's been really interesting because whereas the staff have got a very clear Approach uh, for what they do about noticing shoplifters. The staff just weren't clued into noticing people who were hanging around to groom children. And so so our concerns when we set it up were well, firstly that you might get staff wrongly accusing somebody, um, and secondly that it could be used, that, that it would make people feel very uncomfortable. So our whole approach is about. All of us who work in this place want to make sure that the place is as safe as possible, and that we're observant. That we notice if people are vulnerable. That we notice if actually there's there's some sort of questionable behaviour going on, um, and that we feel empowered to go and do something about it, but without it being an accusation, without somebody feeling really uncomfortable.
9: I do feel. I do. It does make me. I do. I don't like this thing of you know, if you're a single bloke somewhere, that there is that air of suspicion about you. That, no, I think I that's terribly unfair.
34: Yeah, no, I completely agree, and that's why our training would say, you know, that it's absolutely fine for a single bloke to be in a swimming pool.
9: But go it, and have but go and have fine. a word with him, and, and suggest maybe he goes at a different time. No, you
34: would. No, you wouldn't necessarily go unless you had more concern than that.
9: Okay, how much so do you charge it's, for all this?
34: It's, we charge the cost of doing it because we're a charity, uh, and so because we've discovered over the years that the best training is face to face. Yeah. So people pay a fee initially to come, and, to come for us to come and train the staff. So we say we've got a quality standard. So we say we need to have eight, at least 80% of the, of the front-facing staff trained. Um, and then, we, then people have a membership so that each year we come and do refresher training and so on. And we have newsletters and a support line and so on. Um, and so for it depends on the size of the site. It's done literally that how many staff have we got to train and therefore how many sessions we have to get it into.
9: Alright Deborah, listen, thank you very much indeed, I appreciate your time Deborah Jenkins, Chief Executive of TDI who run Leisure Watch 03459 four double five five double five.
1: This is
6: Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio
9: I would feel I'd feel mortified if um, I'd go swimming at odd times, you know, I'd go for a steam, I go for a steam and then often I go for a little little swim in the pool afterwards and it's a leisure pool as well, so there's loads of kids there. Sometimes Very there's loads suspicious. of kids, sometimes there's not kids. Well I'd feel I'd feel I would be I wouldn't go. I wouldn't be able to go back if someone kept saying, just um just notice you seem to come a lot when, just as the kids are coming out of school. Just want to buy that one. Oh, God. I'm, I'm burning up with embarrassment even thinking mm. about it. I know, I just... Anyway, right, back to the fun stuff. Um, I say fun stuff. That's not in any way to demean you, yeah. Wilson. <laughs> uh, Wilson, just introduce yourself to the boys and girls, ladles and jelly spoons. What is listening to us today?
32: Well, my name is Wilson, and today it's my 10th birthday. Get in
5: there, son! Double figures. <laughs> yeah. Get in there!
32: And um, I'm helping produce.
9: Okay, and I'll be honest, Kath.
32: He's doing it himself. I'm he's not shaming doing me,
9: and he's shaming um, uh, the, the other presenters that finish after that, that start after me. When I finish, at nine o'clock. The,
10: the comments have been made on Twitter that actually he's too good, and we ought to fire him off quick before g- he shows g- g- up anymore.
9: Massage his ego with with two Twitter <laughs> comments. Give him two, well, and then then give him a nasty one like I get every single day. Give him one of the rude <laughs> ones. Well, uh, let Scott, him know what it's like.
10: Scott Balk says that Wilson is a geezer.
9: Scott Balks Scott Balch doesn't count for anything. He's the dude. man's a lunatic. Uh,
10: Ian, you need to get rid of Wilson.
15: He's too good.
9: Uh, well, no, just do the first bit.
15: You need to get rid of Wilson. Thank
9: you very much indeed. You hear that, Wilson? Eh. They hate you.
15: Um, Angela's on the line. Morning, Angela. Good morning. You're happy th- birthday, Wilson. Ha- thank you. You're, You're through to, to
9: Wilson. Happy I'm turning my, my microphone off. Away you go.
33: Hello. <laughs> Hiya. Happy
32: birthday. Fine. Uh, thank you. <laughs> We've
33: all done it. <laughs> uh, right. I've got a story about throwing things out of windows. Ah. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Uh, My husband, when he was little, they've got a very big family and they Mm -hmm. had a christening. I think it was his little sister, Mm. but he also has a doll that's like the size of a toddler. So they thought it'd be funny to throw it out of a window attached to a bit of string and scare everybody sitting downstairs. (laughs) But unfortunately, it's quite a heavy doll with a very thick plastic head. I can imagine. And it kind of went out the window, swung round, hit the window, shattered the whole thing over his grandmother that's in the church as well <laughs> <laughs> and they still talk about it after 30 years yeah. and how just terrifying
9: this is. so here's the thing Angela um, most dollies and I've got boys so we, we have very few dollies in our life but I remember there was one point when my youngest got obsessed with a friend's dolly and we borrowed it for a bit most dollies are flipping terrifying aren't they
33: Oh my god, he still has this thing. It's oh, called the oh I could ban him from moving it into the house. Oh. It terrifies me. It's like Chucky on acid. Well the thing is, imagine God. I can't believe that
32: survived. Through yeah. going glass.
9: Evil it's an evil dolly.
32: Like did it have when you found it in the rubble I'm imagining, or did yeah. it come up on the um
33: was the well, rope, rope still, still attached, attached rope. or did it cut? No, it was still attached to the rope, so it was just hanging there. Horrific. Did
9: it? Horrific. Angela, listen, thank you very much. Uh, I'm really sorry we've got to do this, Wilson. Yeah?
33: I'm
9: embarrassed we've got to do this, but we've got to do it. Um, It's Peter in warmer green. Morning, Peter. Good morning. Don't... Good morning. Don't let your misery rub off...
21: I've
22: got no misery, that's for sure. Are you sure? Absolutely. I've got got things that need saying, but it's not misery. We've
9: got... got, um, a young man with us today. Good evening. Uh, hang on a minute. What age? He's well. He's ten he's years ten. old today. Uh, just here we go. Uh, You're going to speak to Wilson. Wilson.
32: Uh, good morning, Wilson. What would you like to Whinge. you out today?
22: <laughs> well,
32: <laughs> well,
22: don't let don't have, don't let elders put words into your mouth. You just have to think mm. for yourself. <laughs> That anyway. <laughs> yeah,
15: you, yeah. He, he's telling you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go on, Pete. Uh,
22: well, what I wanted to say, actually, is uh, when we're living in a democracy, first of all, uh, you shouldn't impose on councils no. things that they don't want to do because that's going against democracy. That's one. Two... On I've the got, Luton... Don't worry, Wilson, I've yeah. got no
9: response to that either. Yeah. Go on, come <laughs>
22: on. <laughs> Two, yeah. on the Luton people have been moved from and Forest. Yes, boss. Now, they only have to pay for those people for a year and a day. So, after that, Luton becomes responsible for... Cheer
15: up, grumpy Peter! (laughs) Oh, what can it mean to a fudgy eater eater and a Peter from Walmer Green?
22: You're the only chap I know that wouldn't be (laughs) able to uh, interview either Jesus or Shakespeare because they're... They're dead. They come from a rural background.
9: Hello, Hello, Peter. Anything else you want to say? Sorry, I interrupted you. Go on, make your point, make your point. Go no, I
22: mean, I mean, you wouldn't even interview Shakespeare or Jesus, you
9: wouldn't. And why is because that? Because they're, they're dead? One's dead and one's fictional? come from
22: poor backgrounds, actually. Yeah. yeah, OK.
9: Well, Peter, I've only got one thing I can say to you. What's
15: that? Cheer up, grumpy Peter, oh, what can it mean? to a faji eater and a peter from walmer green cheer, oh man, got the cheer up got... grumpy peter oh what can it mean to a faji eater eater and a peter from walmer green
22: I'm glad your singing voice is not very good. That's the way to teach children not to sing.
15: All together now. Cheer up Peter. Peter. Oh what can it mean. To a. Fajita eater. And a. Peter from all the great. One more time. Cheer up Oh, what can it mean (laughs) to a faggity eater and a Peter from Walmart
25: Green?
6: Travel news for beds, hearts, and bugs.
1: BBC Three Counties Radio. There are delays on the M1
14: southbound because of an accident between Junction 12 for Flittick and 11 for Dunstable, so that's causing a tailback from Junction 13 for Bedford. On the M25, clockwise, there are queues between Junction 15 for the M4 all around to Junction 19 for Watford. In Patches, especially it's busy around Junction 16 for the M40. On the M40 into London, it's slow from Junction 2 for Beaconsfield towards the M25. And in Hazelmere, there's been an accident on Penn Road, so it's been blocked in both directions at Rushmore Avenue. The emergency services are there by the Mayflower pub. And Amersham Road is looking very busy on the speed sensors in Chesham between Church Street and Sycamore Road at Oakfield Corner. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: Sammy, thank you very much indeed. We'll say goodbye to Wilson and we'll have uh, Monty Vadeo on in a second. But first of all, let's get the news. Here's Simon.
6: Across beds, hearts and bugs.
1: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: It's 8.30. The headlines. Luton Borough Council is considering legal action over the number of homeless families from London being sent to the town. Police have praised the bravery of two teenage girls for giving evidence against a Luton man who sexually assaulted them at a public swimming pool in Aylesbury. He's been jailed. A man has been shot dead by police in Cambridgeshire. The incident last night in St Neots has been referred to the Independent Police Complaints Commission and protesters gathered outside Milton Keynes council last night to support community groups staying at the Buzzy, the from a bus station building three Counties sports
1: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: England have taken two early wickets on the first day of the second test against Pakistan in Dubai. A short while ago Pakistan was 64 for two with wickets for Moeen Ali and Ben Stokes. In last night's Champions League matches Manchester City scored a stoppage time winner to beat Sevilla 2-1 whilst Manchester United drew one all the way to CSKA Moscow. City manager Manuel Pellegrini was delighted with Kevin De Bruyne's late strike. I think it's very important for him.
2: Uh, we tried to make uh, some change because we are not arriving to the box, we are not creating chances. That's why we put Kevin in front with, uh, with Yaya. Fortunately, we create that, uh, that play, that finish with, uh, with the goal.
0: In the Europa League tonight, Liverpool play their first home match under new manager Jürgen Klopp as they host Ruben Kazan. Tottenham are away to Anderlecht. And Milton Keynes-Dons are down to 20th in the Championship after Brentford won at Wolves last night and Leeds drew at Fulham. Luton Borough Council have welcomed Luton Town's plans to develop land at Junction 10 of the M1 to finance a new stadium elsewhere in the town. Labour's deputy leader on the council, Sean Timoney, told BBC Three Counties that the stadium itself would not be at Junction 10, but wouldn't reveal the possible sites for relocation.
23: That would be down to the club, and I know that they've got a couple of options that they're currently looking at, um, but... It wouldn't be on the Junction 10 site. It wouldn't be for me to say, well, I think they should go here, I think they should go there. Yeah, but you must have had a
9: conversation with them. I mean, you're all working
0: together. You must know what they're thinking.
23: Yeah, I do. I, I know that they're looking at various sites and it wouldn't be right of me to name them...
0: And in boxing, Hatfield's Billy Joe Saunders appears at a London press conference today with Ireland's Andy Lee, ahead of their world middleweight title fight in Manchester in December. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin at nine.
1: Local and vocal across beds, This is
0: Ian Lee.
1: BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: Are, they loud in, your, are your headphones loud as well? Uh, yeah. Okay, well you've started on the long road to um, tinnitus and deafness, which is what my life <laughs> is like. I'm glad I've passed that on. It's like The Ring, the video, the film The Ring. If you watch the video, then uh, you've got to pass it on Well, I've passed on my uh, my uh, ear diseases to you. Wilson, you've done mm-hmm. a cracking job. Have you enjoyed I, yourself?
32: Yeah, very what, much so. What have you
9: got planned for the rest of your birthday?
32: I, I don't know. It's school now. Is it school? <laughs> You're not on a half term? Sorry?
9: You're not on half term yet?
32: Uh, no, I'm going on half term on Friday.
9: Yeah, okay, hang on a second. I'm just doing something very, what? very special. You talk to him for a second. I'm just doing something very special. All
32: right, so what's... Ha- I hear you're having a disco tomorrow. Um. Yeah, we're having these... No, I'm having my disco yeah. tomorrow, but my school disco is tonight. What's this um, I hear about you inviting loads of birds and not many blokes? Yeah, yeah.
9: Birds <laughs> means women. He doesn't watch so min- He's not watch Minder.
32: Well <laughs> You have, though, haven't you? You're going to be severely outnumbered. Well... There's lots of girls, and there's not very many boys because there isn't that many boys in both for the year five classes. I've just
9: written something. I have not done this. I've not done this for a long time because I get in a lot of trouble when I do this. I've just written something. Read that. And that is legally binding. Read that, sunshine.
32: Dear square teachers, yeah. Wilson can have the day off school today. Ian Lee Gold Pass.
9: And I've signed it. That is legally teacher. binding. So you can just drive past school, wave <laughs> that on the squares as they're teaching their physics and their science and all of the maths and all that stuff. Go off, go off. Leave your parents, go off to like hang out in a shopping centre. Um, um, go to go to um, British home stores. See to
10: Wilson's mum and dad, and apparently the head teacher's listening now. So you don't oh even God. need to drive by. No, I don't don't worry, well, it's
9: fine. It's sorted. He's not coming in. Oh, oh, I said so. I used to be on telly. Sorted. Wilson, you're an yeah. absolute legend. Right. If Dealey were here, he would call you a player. So it's in many ways, it's good. It's good you're not here. I don't know how appropriate it is to call a ten-year-old player.
20: He's here. He's
9: here. He's here. Uh, <laughs> we'll go oh, well, go, out, go outside and meet Justin Dealey. It's been yeah. really nice to meet, mate. Thank you very much indeed. Now, listen. One of the the joys of doing this show is that we get to. Well, we did a phone in. What was the phone? In? Songs with well,
10: Kiri misheard
9: Kiri went nuts. a song
10: and she heard the word wang where there wasn't one. Yes. So we look for the the word wang where there was one. Well
9: now we're having a wang back. We um were doing a phone in. It's close. Doing a phone in on we did a phone in on songs that have the word Wang in and we came up with Monty Vider and the Cassettes, Shoop Shoop, Diddy Wop, Comma Comma, Wang, wang dang. dang. Well, Catherine managed to track uh, the gentleman down whose real name is Murray Grinley. He lives in New Zealand and we spoke to him yesterday. Hey, listen, man, thank you so so much for coming on the show. I'm going to be honest, I was unaware of you until about three weeks ago, when we oh, did no. a we did a phone in on songs with the word Wang
24: in. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. There wouldn't be many.
9: Well, there's, more, there's more than you might think. <laughs> Trust me. Oh, okay. More. But, but so we had loads of people saying, oh, well, you've got to have Montevideo and the cassettes then. And I had never, ever heard of this song. And I couldn't find it on iTunes. And I YouTubed it. And uh, well, you, you're, a, you, and you're, it you, you're a. And there it was. You're a. When I say overnight sensation, you'll take that in the way it's intended. You're an overnight <laughs> sensation again, sir. Uh, well, how did that song come about?
35: I'm going to have to take a minute to explain this. Um, I'm, I was sitting at home uh, writing a tune for my own amusement, as I often do, and uh, being fond of um, nonsense lyric songs like Bertie is just walking down the street singing do di dum did d do etc. And sha-la-la-la-lee, the do-run-run, the do-run-run. So, like, I'm, I'm, I'm fond of that type of thing. Yeah. And I was sitting there writing this song called "Shoop Shoop y- Shoop Shoop Diddy Wop," and I, I was doing it in a New Orleans fashion w- when I first wrote it, like a Dr. John type thing, like a "Shoop Shoop Diddy Wop Gum Gum," you know, etc. <laughs> and and this English mate of mine, Mark Ackerman his name who who I ended up writing the song with, walked through the door and uh, said, Jeez, mums, that's uh, that's a pretty catchy tune, but you're doing it all wrong.
9: You're doing it all wrong.
21: <laughs> Only a mate can say yeah, that to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
35: yeah. And like I said, why? He said, No, no, no. Do it English. Do it English, mate. Do it like Bill Wyman just wheezing rock star. So I'd, I'd, he, he, he had obviously piqued my interest and I yeah. was Yeah. Okay. And then he said, Not only that, I have a persona for you. We'll call you Montevideo.
9: Monty <laughs> <laughs> so Video is it? I didn't realise. I'm so sorry, sir. Yeah, yeah like it's
35: Montevideo after the city and um or or the country or whatever it bloody is. But um he um he he sort of said like, Maz, trust me. If we do it this way, it'll be a hit. Uh, so then we sat down and wrote it together, and and he said, of course you'll have to be English, which which wasn't difficult for me because I was born in Scotland mm. in, in uh, 1949 and came to New Zealand when I was 13 and um and due to my father's job i moved up and down from manchester southport back to scotland several times in mm. my um, in uh, my childhood and of course i was expert at changing my accent mm. otherwise you get your ass handed to, you know
10: and you needed to be because this carried on off air as well as when you were singing the song didn't it you managed to fall am i right thinking every dj in australia
35: Yes, they, we, we it, it It actually was a wonderful thing because, like, if you lived in the Antipodes, you would really understand this. I mean, New Zealand, well, like, think of the All Blacks, you know. and, and, and I mean, like, New Zealand really likes to get one over the Aussies. <laughs> our, our brother's over the ditch, you know. Yeah. But we really actually don't really like them. <laughs> and um, we signed to Mushroom Records in Australia, and it was... it was released in Australia first, and it very quickly became a hit. Uh, I mean, it was number one in every state except Victoria. They wouldn't have a bone of it, (laughs) there you go, probably because it was too English. So so what's happening is um, I'm getting called up by all these Australian radio stations, kind of like yourselves. Yeah. And, um, except they're Australian, but, um, <laughs> and, and like Mark Ackerman, the chap who really created Monty in a sort of a way, has given me a sheet of stock lies. Fantastic. And, and, and so they're calling me up, I mean, from Warp Gong and Guga Wagga and all these places, you know, they're calling, and like Mark's put the word out look, call this number because Monty. Is travelling the world at the moment for tax purposes, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I know, I know, and 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 he will be in New Zealand on these two days, so you can contact him on this number. Fantastic. So these people would call me up, and I'd have my sheet of lies, and um, and they'd say. Um, well, Monty, I mean, I mean, who 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 played on this? And i tell them. People like Ringo played drums, Elton John was on keyboards. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, just, just the whole
9: thing. And no one said, are you, are you sure? They just went, yeah, OK, oh, brilliant, it's got Ringo and Elton John. I suppose in the pre-internet days, you couldn't check this stuff. You had to take it at face value, didn't you?
35: Of course. Of course, of course. Bring back those days. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> so
10: how did you get found out, Murray?
35: well finally they they found out but but it was too late i mean it had been a big hit, and it had done its dash, you know, and they found out, and the next thing I saw was some um Australian rag, a bit like the daily Mail back back there oh, yeah. saying, um great expose shoop shoop diddy um New Zealand jingle writer." <laughs> <laughs> I bet Australia was
9: furious. It was, well, hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> Does it, now listen, because I know that you've done loads of other stuff. You're in like a, a, a big blues band in the '60s, and you've, you've you've done stuff for movie soundtracks more recently, and you've written jingles and you've written crunchy ads and stuff like that. Is it frustrating yes. that this is the thing that we're phoning you up to talk about? <laughs> you know, we're talking about what was kind of a, a very very successful and very funny joke, but that's. The kind of thing that people seem to focus on. It, it doesn't
35: worry me at all. In, in, in fact, I love it. Um, I mean, why would I worry about this? I mean, it's lovely. You know, it's lovely. It was a nice moment. You know, it was a really lovely moment.
9: Any ch- is there any chance of uh, Monty making a comeback and doing any live concerts? Is, could that ever happen?
35: Well, he never did any live concerts in oh. the place, you know, oh. and he's not about to start, now.
10: <laughs> no, he's still yeah. running from the tax man.
9: <laughs> Listen, you're, you're a really good sport, and uh, your song is, is, is in, in 2015, who'd have thought it is, is um, bringing lots of joy to people mm. listening to this show and also annoying lots of people as well. I have to be... <laughs> Completely oh, honest.
35: I'm, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure. But, well, you know, well, they're just old squares because <laughs> it's a groovy
9: record. <laughs> oh, man, now you are showing your age with that language. <laughs> Murray, listen, it's, it's a pleasure to talk to you, mate. Thank you very much for your time. Okay, Ian. Yeah. Thank you, Catherine. Thanks, Murray. Nice Take to meet
15: you. Bye bye. Come through the night. time, baby. That's the right time
8: if you want to lose control. Shoot, shoot, diddy, walk, come, come away, Shoot, shoot, diddy, walk, come,
5: come away, day, Shoot, shoot, diddy, walk, come, come away, day, Shoot, shoot, diddy, walk, come, come away, day.
26: Shoot, shoot, little party, nothing
35: formal. she's in the corner, look quite normal. empty glass, boulders brass, pinch me, hang
8: about.
22: Shoot, shoot,
8: diddy, come, come away, Shoot, shoot.
19: Sit still. Come, come, come me. I mean, what a thought, in the winding. Uh, anyway, nearly died, mortified, nearly lost control.
8: Shoot,
9: possibly one of the most random shows you've ever done come Even compared to the Saturday show. Saturday show? (laughs) Yeah. Me and Kath, midday, 12 till 2.
12: Nasty weather. (laughs) With a feather. All together. 03459
6: 455
9: 555.
6: Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
1: BBC Three Counties Radio.
14: There are still long queues on the M1 southbound from Junction 12 for Fletic to 11 for Dunstable now for an accident earlier and Northern lane has been reopened for quite some time. It's just very slow still and that's where the roadworks are too. On the M1 southbound as well between Junction 13 uh, at 3 Junction 13 for Bedford it's looking busy and nearby in Dunstable. The High Street North has queues at Houghton Road from the A505 through the roadworks there. In barton de Clay Sharpenhoe Road has been closed because of an accident over the bridge at the A6 and that's affecting people between Travelling between Barton, Clay, and Sharpenhoe, and then Hazelmere and Pen Road there's been an accident, so it's blocked at Freshmore Avenue. Samantha Breath BBC Three Counties Radio.
33: Sammy,
9: thank you. You see, um, people talk about bro- broken Britain and kids are being, you know, idiots, and you know, and you meet someone like Wilson, and you think, do you know what? If, if, if there's enough of him, um, then we'll be all right. Do you know what? We'll be all right. I enjoyed that. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. these are your headlines. Luton Borough Council is considering legal action over the number of homeless families from London being sent to the town. Police have praised the bravery of two teenage girls for giving evidence against a Luton man who sexually assaulted them at a public swimming pool in Aylesbury. And protesters gathered outside Milton Keynes Council last night to support community groups staying at the Buzzy. Let's get the web (laughs) on! Beds, hearts, and Bucks weather.
1: BBC
6: Three Counties Radio.
27: Hello, very good morning to you. It's a fairly mild start to the day today. There's lots of thick cloud around, though. um, But things are going to tend to brighten up as we head into the afternoon, certainly. Uh, So we'll see this weak cold front go through. The air will feel a bit fresher this afternoon, but temperature-wise, it won't be too much difference from what we've got at the moment, 13 or 14 Celsius. Um, So perhaps just a few outbreaks of just light rain and drizzle possible for a time this morning. And then a brighter afternoon, some sunny spells developing a bit later on as well and, uh, and as I said, highs of around 13 or 14 degrees. Overnight tonight, we'll see all the cloud really thick, and it should stay mostly dry and then as we head into tomorrow morning we'll start off the day on around 9 or 10 degrees. It's going to be a rather cloudy day tomorrow, some brightness possible through the morning, maybe a few spots of rain as we head into the afternoon, all in all quite grey and dull. Uh, but Saturday looks like we're going to see some outbreaks of rain through the afternoon, some of which could turn out to be quite heavy. We'll also see the wind pick up for a time, a chilly night on Saturday into Sunday. And then Sunday, a lovely day, the nicer day of the weekend. There'll be plenty of sunshine around and it will stay dry. That's the forecast.
9: Thank you, Elizabeth.
1: Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio.
16: History coming up uh, very shortly with the uh, brilliant Dan Hill, he's a local historian. Sawbridgeworth, amongst other things, has got quite a
30: rich history. As it's further east, there is a a lot more influence with regards to things like air raids.
9: Weekdays from 12. Great music as well coming up here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Freddie Mercury, the great pretender. Go West as well on its way. First though, his T-Rex. Nick Coffer. You know, it's fantastic
16: to be able to get, you know, people like Nathan Bell and Gary Matthew and, you know, experienced but still early on in their careers, giving them the opportunity to come and make music in a lovely environment, Luton Library Theatre. Could
4: you describe modern Britain in 50 records? Stuart McConey is doing just that in his book. I
17: don't, I don't think you're ever going to get another beat or because who or dominate or pop, pop culture.
1: Nick Coffer, weekdays from
9: 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio.
17: Um,
9: oh, flipping it, I forgot about this. All right, Gafford.
24: All right, all right boss.
9: Yeah, now, the reason... I just can't be bothered. Kath, can you tell us why he's back on and what we're doing? He'd
10: done done a poem, but he'd done it wrong. He'd done a what? Poem. Done a little poem. (laughs) I'd done a little Little poem.
9: poem. (laughs) It's for Kelly Betts.
10: Yeah, but you didn't put it in the past tense, because as we know, she's
20: no longer with us as of next Friday.
9: When when Kelly is compiling... Shush, button it. Kelly is compiling her own Obit package. That's your
20: request. I'm not doing it for me.
9: Well, it doesn't matter. You're still doing it.
20: Providing you with content.
9: Thank you. <laughs> well, from beyond the, the from beyond grave. the grave. Um, well, and that's, that's appreciated, Kelly. Um, so to do this, we're asking people to phone in, and I'll be honest, there's not been as much outpouring of of love for your departure as I was expecting. Next week is our last week. Rosie right.
10: managed to squeeze a tear out, didn't she? One, <laughs> not from her eyes.
9: Kelly, from the eyes of I'm those cr- around her, with her ridiculous poem, is what Kelly's That's referring what to. And you're right, it was. Yes. Um, uh, so uh, we're asking people to phone in and and to, uh, to just give us a few words about Kelly in the past tense. And Gatford you'd written a poem and you really yeah. struggled to get it into yeah. the past tense, mate. I don't know why that is. You know what the past tense is? It's like what's happened.
4: Yeah, <laughs> and I, I struggle, I struggle, I struggle
9: with first and third person perspectives on shooter games and in sentences. What's oh, a second person? What's a second person perspective? When there's two. See, that doesn't make sense. No, wouldn't
10: think about it right. logically,
9: gentlemen. Okay. First I, person perspective. Oh, I. But if I'm playing a video, if I'm playing GoldenEye, what's first person? What do I see?
10: You're seeing through the eyes of the character. So I see the
9: tip of the gum. You'll see the tip of the gun. Third person. I'm seeing over my shoulder.
10: Third person. You're you're. Are you he? So you're seen from somebody else.
9: So I'm seeing over my shoulder. That's when you see the back of the man's head that you're controlling. That's third person. I guess,
10: yeah. Well, you don't even know you're an
9: not... And you... am I supposed to invert the axis when I'm flying a helicopter in those games? I just always don't know. invert the
10: axis. What are you talking
15: about? I mean, come you see, Siggy,
9: this is. Um, it's all
19: kind
9: of ruining my poem. Uh, no, mate, this isn't ruining your poem. You ruined your oh. poem by writing oh. a poem. Nah. Okay, you right. Wait, just I'm wait. W- I'm waiting. The um, the yeah. airwaves. Uh, bearing in mind, we had a ten year old lad who was already a million times better than you'll ever be, and you're what, like fifty six or something? So forty one. Shut up. Coming. You are 600. not younger than me. I've seen pictures of. You. I've met you. You're not younger I than me. I'm
19: younger than you. I've got yeah. like proof and everything. Okay,
9: okay. Well, you're certainly bigger than me.
19: Let's... Well, that's, yeah, and
17: better.
9: At something I'm sure. Wowzers. That's, that, that sounds like a I can hear a gauntlet being laid down. Yeah, well, you, you, I'm slapping you in the face with a gauntlet. Oh, you're pick, you've just picked it up again and slapped me. Have you dropped it again? Yeah, no. Well, bend I, down, no, bend turn good. around, bend down, I, pick it up, I give can, me a kick up the bum. Give us I the can, poem!
15: Oh, my
19: well, Okay, right, ready? Okay. The time has passed for parting. Our time gone to its end.
9: Surely it's the time. Hang on a minute. Hang on. No, Surely it's the There's time. A flow. The time had passed for parting. Not the time has passed. Catherine, we go, to our, we go to our literary expert. The
10: time's well past for parting.
9: The time, ha- yeah. That's I, a bit th- slang, isn't it? I mean... What did you call her?
15: Wow. Oh, no, no. I've never been so word. insulted in the last five minutes. What, is that, it? what was the word you said? Slang.
9: <gasps> oh, I thought you said... It. I said oh, something. Just okay. All right, we'll do it. So Me? just, just Catherine, again, what should he
19: put?
10: Time's well past for parting, In it. Okay,
19: away okay, you go. i oh, yeah, you go. It, okay, okay. The time's well past for parting. Our time gone to its end. The rest of your life is already starting and we have no more time to spend. Right. I does, this get, one, does this get... No. There's a second stanza.
17: There's a second bit. Does it in is,
9: any, it, does it any way reference yeah. Kelly Betts? No, it's from me to Kelly Betts. Does it reference... you, you know what the oh, word I've reference means? It? It's like I'm interviewing a local councillor for crying out loud. It's not, it's not a trick question. Kelly Betts in the second stanza then. What? Put, put put, her in. How, why, would you, why would you write a poem about Kelly Betts that doesn't have Kelly Betts' name in it? Well, there was that bloke who wrote poems about the, the, the charge of the Light Brigade. He never put the
25: charge of the Light Brigade in, did he? Justin, I'm sorry. Quiet, Yet quiet, again, quiet. Justin. Oh, no, I'm, yeah, it's raining as well. Again. Waiting oh. for this. J-Dog, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, so you should be. Right, I'll tell you so, what
9: we're going to do, because this is not fair. This is not fair. Right, Gatford. Yes. We'll speak to you tomorrow. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I then, you know, be... you... You can't, you can't just keep phoning in with substandard poetry. I think
10: we're being more than generous after what you've called me, OK? Yeah. So,
15: third time lucky. We'll see how we get on.
9: So, tomorrow, Gatford, yeah. all in the past tense, and past you've got tense, to mention yeah. Kelly Betts in it.
10: Here's some tips. Okay. Jelly, belly.
9: Smelly, welly. thats yeah, okay. not it, I think, okay. isn't it? All right. OK, yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, I've got a knife, but I'll do it. Well, well I haven't, I haven't, you I haven't. haven't. And don't thank oh. us, eh? Gosh. Did you? Didn't thank us. Yeah, so Unbelievable. Rage. People will pay. Did people would pay a lot of money to get mine and Catherine's and Kelly's input on things. Did you hear what he called me? I did, and he didn't. It wasn't slang. No. <gasps> mm. Out of that world. That, I'm sorry, that... Justin. That's twice you've had to endure that. That is bang out of order, it's and okay, it's not what right? I'm doing deliberately. That's that's Gatford's fault. I know. I he know. chooses when to call in. He knows when yeah. you're coming up. I'm sorry, mate. Listen,
25: I, I'm, I'm angry. I, I
9: almost I'm died hurt. a few
25: weeks ago. I'm back out on the streets again. It's raining. Can I, I could I get a cold c- on my chest again for this. Can I correct
9: something? Yeah, go on. You didn't almost die, mate. You died. Okay, you f- I, I, I almost died. You mm. died. You
10: didn't go towards the light, though, did you? You came back. you got <sighs> so too de- much work
25: to do. <sighs> you like the to dim. the devil, I said, Dev, you know what? In a couple of weeks' time... <laughs> Dev? I've got, you yeah, From Coronation Street, was there? Oh, just doing some really bad acting. That, that would have been amazing. I said to the devil, I said, listen, I've got this great package I'm going to do on what have you blocked in a couple of weeks' time. Justin, let me get that Dean, way. I
28: want
15: you for one of mine.
25: Leave it out, Dev.
9: <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad, that's not actually a bad um, devil voice, is it? Hang on. David? Mama? Yeah, you're on the air. We're, I'm trying to, Justin's got to squeeze a package in. And we, uh, what do you want? Oh, I uh, just wondered if you
22: wanted uh, me to uh, construct um, a tribute
34: to Kenny. Like
9: I'll be tomorrow. Yeah, do, do it tomorrow. Gatford, have you gone? What hello, yeah. Oh, put the fo- <laughs> put right, both of you mm-hmm. put the phone down. It's oh flipping it. Look at the time, this is so tight. Justin. Yes. Those two losers have you gone, Gatford? Yes. Good.
10: <laughs> huh? I think he still might be there.
9: Right, Justin. I'm so yep. sorry, mate. What have right, you blocked? You've taken it to the streets.
25: Yeah, your big phone in this morning with uh, <laughs> extraordinary stories at the end as well from a lady and a tattoo. This is incredible. Here's what happened on the streets.
33: Taken to the streets with J
22: Dog.
26: Hashtag West Side. Well we blocked
11: the drain.
25: <laughs> Lovely red jacket, madam. You don't work for Butlins by any chance, do you? Not right. OK. Um, what have you blocked? No. Thanks for your time.
0: Uh, well, people on Twitter a lot of time. Um, phone numbers.
25: If you're blocking people on Twitter, blocking people on phones and things like that, you seem to be the sort of guy which maybe is um, provoking a lot of anger.
0: Um, yeah, that probably would be
30: said about me, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's a fair statement. I can't argue with that one. Are we OK? Yeah,
25: that's fine. Yeah. Madam, open up. What have you blocked? Toilet. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Happy night the night before, yeah? <laughs> yeah? I'll leave you to it, cheers. Madam, how are you?
14: I'm okay, thank you.
25: Lovely tattoo behind the ear there, what's that tat? Just a cover up. What do you mean a cover up? <laughs> my ex's initial. <laughs> you are joking! Oh my god! Wow, that is incredible! What were his initials? A C. Just a... just a C,
8: yeah.
25: Wow, that is the story. That is that is sensational. Goodness me. Okay, enough about the X and the uh, the tattoo which you blocked up. Um, you've, blocked <laughs> you've blocked a drain. Okay, tell us more about it. With my hair, mm.
14: every girl has the same problem. If you don't put the trap down, the hair gets caught and you have to get somebody else
25: to unplug it. Yeah. And it looks like a dead rat. Wow, well, that tattoo, I've got to see that again. That is a classic. Okay, what's your name, by the way? Danielle. Danielle, lovely to meet you. And uh, have a good day.
9: Thank you, Justin. We got there in the
6: end. Excellent stuff. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
1: BBC Three Counties Radio. In Hazelmere
14: on Pen Road, that's been blocked by an accident at Rushmore Avenue by the Mayflower Pub. One of the cars is smoking, so much sees services are there at the scene. And on the Sharpenhoe Road in Barton Le Clay, that's been closed because of an accident involving two vehicles at Barton Road. So it's uh, just at the bridge over the A6 and it's causing delays between Barton Le Clay and Sharpenhoe. In Dunstable on the A5, it's busy on the High Street North from the A505 approaching Brewers Hill Road through the roadworks. And on the motorways, it's so on the M1 in both directions at Junction 14 for Milton Keynes. And it's also very busy on the M1 southbound between Junction 12 for Flittic and 11 for Dunstable, where the roadworks are and there was an accident there earlier. On the train to board zone, so there's no reported problems at the moment. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: Sammy, thank you very much indeed. Uh, well, that's it, guys. That's your lot. Back tomorrow at 6. Don't forget on Saturdays at midday, there's a brand new show. If you go to the BBC iPlayer and type in Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle, it comes up. I won't bother listening to the first one, <laughs> but listen to the second and the third. Um, and thank you, Wilson. Excellent stuff. Enjoy your day mooching around a shopping centre.
1: Local and vocal across beds, hearts and
16: bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Thursday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's Big Phone In... Do you think we need more black and Asian police officers? The Home Secretary Theresa May will say today that the police force must employ more black and Asian officers. The College of Policing argues there's no quick way to suddenly get more diversity in the force, but Franstein Jones from the National Black Police Association argues the police must do more to recognize black talent. Four forces in the UK have no black officers at all. Well, I want to hear from you. Do you think we need more black and Asian police officers? Pick up the phone, come on and share your thoughts on 03459 455 555. This is the JBS Show. On BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll take your call in just a second, but first let's get the latest BBC news
0: at nine o'clock. Here's Simon Oxley. The headlines Luton Council considers legal action over London homeless moving in, praise for teenage girls assaulted at Aylesbury swimming pool and protests in support of the buzzy in Milton Keynes.
1: BBC Three Counties
0: Radio. Luton Borough Council says it's had enough of London boroughs sending their homeless families to the town. It says it's contemplating legal action over increasing numbers of people being placed in a local rented sector which is already stretched. The London borough of Waltham Forest. Waltham Forest has around 57 families in a converted office block on Cardiff
13: Road in Luton. Councillor Tom Shaw is in charge of housing. If it carries on with the statutory overcrowding the officers are talking to the senior officers at Waltham Forest. I will have Absolutely no problem at all telling the officers enough is enough. We can't have six people in a bedsit flat. Police have praised the bravery of
0: two teenage girls for giving evidence against a Luton man who sexually assaulted them at a public swimming pool in Aylesbury. Thames Valley Police says it's down to the girls that Anthony Crawford from Blenheim Crescent in Luton has been given a 30-month jail sentence and placed on the sex offenders register indefinitely. The 40-year-old committed the offences in the changing area at Aquavale Swimming Pool. A man has been shot dead by police in Cambridgeshire. The incident last night in St Neots has been referred to the Independent Police Complaints Commission. Police in Essex have arrested a 13-year-old girl on suspicion of murdering a man who was stabbed on Tuesday. Darren Kelly, who was 42, was attacked during an argument with a group of people near a block of flats in Basildon. He died later in hospital. Protesters gathered outside Milton Keynes Council last night with a 4,000-strong petition handed to councillors in support of community groups staying at the Buzzy, the former bus station building. Make a Difference, which runs community services there, say they're being forced to leave after losing income from the adjacent car park. Kevin Vickers from Milton Keynes Against the Cuts says they're getting conflicting statements.
30: That building is owned by Milton Keynes Development Partnership. They are owned by the council... And when you ask questions of Milton Keynes Development Partnership, they say it's nothing to do with them. It's actually all to do with the council in terms of the way this building is funded. And last night at a council meeting, the leader of the council, who's actually on the board of the development partnership, said that the revenues that are used for that building are actually nothing to do with the council. It's all to do with Milton Keynes Development Partnership.